I hold in my hand the October 2014 issue of Backpacker Magazine. There is a trail etiquette quiz. Ooh. We're going to play the quiz here today on the trail show. Basically, Backpacker Magazine uh, asked 1,230 readers how they would solve these common trail conundrums. So what, the way this is going to work, I'm going to pitch each question to one person in the room. We'll go around the table. And you have to answer yes or no. If your answer is correct, you'll hear a ding. And if your answer is incorrect, you'll hear a buzzer. Ooh, is that Ooh. from the uh, Family Feud? Of course not. I would oh, never right, lift any sound effects from anything that's been copyrighted. Okay. Mo- moving right along. Mags, can we start with you? Sure. Okay, first question. May I bury my toilet paper? Where are you located? This is backcountry hiking. Come on, answer the question. Yes or no? I would say that's a BS question. I abstain. No, Mags, come on, man. All right. I'm from the Northeast. I'll tell you what. Seriously, if it's a wooded environment, yes. Alpine, absolutely not. We're we're restarting POD. I'm throwing (laughs) question one to you. I'm sorry. May you bury your toilet paper while on trail backcountry hiking? Yes or no? Yes. Yay! 61% of Backpacker Magazine readers said yes. Ah. That's a BS well, question. Well, you know what? I'm just excited to take this quiz because when I was a youth, I always tried to take those quizzes in Seventeen Magazine, and I never understood the questions. So this is great. Question two goes to Delo. Delo, may I bathe with biodegradable soap in a lake? Yes or no? No. Oh, sorry. That is correct. Thank you. <laughs> that was a correct answer. And uh, 87% of people answered the same way you did. They said, no, it is not okay to bathe in a lake. So is this a consensus more than it a... is? Oh, oh, that's a slippery they, slope. They yeah. asked 1,230 people and we got, you know, percentage yes, percentage so no. So it's not necessarily correct. It's just what people think are correct. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> so it's even more BS. So we're, we're going to throw Scott and we'll introduce Scott in a minute. We'll just, it'll be a mystery for them. We're going to throw Scott this next question. Scott, may I ask someone on trail if they are carrying a gun? Yes or no? Oh, Jesus. Ooh, man, that's a, that's a scary one. I would say uh, yes. And that is correct. 52% of Backpacker Magazine readers also said yes, but that's almost 50-50. Yeah. yeah. That's... And frankly, I personally wouldn't be comfortable asking. What's the, what's the margin of error in this study? Um, there they are, didn't know. There's no statistical now analysis given, no, okay. no data. No survivors. I don't think I would personally ask someone if they were carrying a gun, but, you know. So the other 4% that said no were shot. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Mags, question four. May I hammock? camp closer than 100 feet to water. Absolutely not. That is correct. Or I should say that is what 95% of Backpacker Magazine readers say. 95%. You know, I I actually disagree with that because if you're hammocking, you're not actually on the ground and you're doing, therefore you have less impact. Dilo, that answer would be incorrect. Sorry. But but how many were lying so they look like they're doing the right thing? (laughs) 75%. (laughs) It could be. We don't have any data on, on that. Okay. POD, back to you. May I let my dog swim in the lake? Yes or no? Yes. 68% of Backpacker Magazine readers said yes. Always. What do you guys think? Anybody in the room got opinions on dogs swimming in the lake you're getting your water out of? I think you should keep dogs 100 feet away from water just like you're camping. Max? It all depends, seriously. Scott? 
Any any opinions on dogs swimming in lakes? I think it's uh, I think it's probably a fine thing. What if they defecate? That's in correct. The lake? Dogs well, don't defecate. They don't defecate while they, don't they swim. Do that. Come on. Only humans do that. All right. It next question goes to Delo. Delo. Yes. But if you're playing, <laughs> but if you're, <laughs> this is this is kind of goofy. But if you are playing it with real instruments, then, or I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. Let me ask you this question. May I listen to audible music at camp? Yes or no? Um, only if there are Boy no, Scouts no, no. present. It's a yes or no question, man. Think- yeah, yes, if there are Boy Scouts. Okay, no. 53% of Backpacker Magazine readers also said no, but that's pretty close. That's 50-50. Disco, I have so, a question for you. Yeah? Can you sing at camp audibly? Yes. Absolutely. But I think they're talking about, like, bringing your little yeah. portable Bluetooth speaker along and, and playing, you know, playing your but music. All, but only if you're singing top 40. And almost half disagree. So who's right? Who's wrong? There comes a time. Yeah, when you're drifting. When you <laughs> Yeah, and then when you're, you know, there comes a time when you settle down. Okay, next question yeah. goes to Scott, and this, this, this plays off the, the first music question. But if you're playing it with real instruments, then is it okay, yes, or not okay, no? Let's go ahead and say yes. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants a guitar at yeah. camp. 70% said yes, 30% said no. All right, and our final question goes to oh. Mr. Mags. This is a good one for you, sir. May I give myself a trail name? Who gives a <laughs> Matt, Matt. <laughs> Now I gotta bleep stuff. Man, Mags, you're being yes difficult. No? Yes, yes or no? Or no? Uh, yes. No. That is incorrect, Mags. 62% <laughs> of Backpacker Magazine readers said no. We're sorry. That was <laughs> completely wrong. Of course, <laughs> 61 of those 62% probably haven't done a long trail anyway. All right, let's start the freaking show. <laughs> Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Oh, we're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody fiesta? It's the trail show. My God, Polly. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now from Casa Mags, it's the Trail Show. All right. We are live from the Bobby Walters studio at Casa Mags in East Boulder, Colorado's up-and-coming beer district. You're listening to the Trail Show. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and most likely your cellular telephone. It is Wednesday, September 24th, and we are glad you've tuned in. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell the world about the Trail Show. This month's trail show is sponsored by Bonus Show Number 4. For the extremely low price of $0.99, cents, you can download our latest bonus show. On Bonus Show Number 4, we recap our favorite moments from the first 24 shows. Join us as we take a trip down memory lane and pull back the curtain to reveal what was really going on during some of those nonsensical moments that you've come to love and hate. Ooh. And as an added bonus, some never-before-heard trail show audio. Get ready for a trail show like none you've ever heard before. Get bonus show number four today at cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show or click the link on our Facebook page. 
If you want to advertise on the trail show, send an email to sales at thetrailshow.com and our crack sales team will send you some lovely information. Also, wait, what, wait, what, one what, thing what? to add. Please, no more solicitations for franchises. We do not have any more. Those opportunities Thank are you. over? Those opportunities are gone. <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for ceasing and desisting. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hallway. This month in studio, we have Scott Kinsey, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Pat's Backcountry Beverages. Scott, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. We are going to dive into the correct way to make Pat's beer on today's show. We're yes. Gonna, we're we're going we're gonna to really dig in with Scott about what Pat's Backcountry Beverages is doing. They have more than beer. They have soda. They have some other stuff. So we'll get into that in a bit. Man. But first, let's set the table, Mr. Mags. What, what are we discussing on today's show? Well, we, we've already introduced Scott. So oh, we're going to do trail news. And we have some bonus items, apparently. We do. We two. Do. We have two bonus items. Ooh. We're going to do our Trail of the Month, the Ice Age Trail. Lots and lots of interest about that, apparently. We're going to do a recap of our Avery Brewing live show. We're going to do a little plug for our Boulder Brew Hike at the end of September here. Yeah, uh, We're going to have an in-depth discussion about Pat's Backcountry Beverages. Ooh. Ooh. We, we have an embedded reporter from the PCT. Yeah, homework. Came back to us again with some audio clips. He's he, been doing his homework. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Thank you. Try the veal. Uh, we're going to do the iTunes Top 5. We have a... We'll save it for a little surprise, but a kind of a controversial item we're going to have a little discussion about. Is yes. that fair to say? Uh, that's, that's fair. fair. That's right. fair. That's not tipping our hand too much. That's not tipping. Uh, a brief recap of our outdoor trips, some mailbag, some trail tips, uh, some shout-outs to our lovely sponsors and donators. Uh, we thank you in advance. Uh, we're going to be discussing Damnation, a new film that came out this past summer. And as always, Bear of the Month, Ask a Hiker Dilo, and a gear review. Ooh. And now for my f- personal favorite segment, 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 Mike DiLorenzo's beer. Okay, very good. Mike, what's our beer tonight? You know, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, somebody just poured it in my glass. Does somebody have something I could read or a can that I could refer to? Um, yes, we have it. Disco has it in his bag. I printed it freshly today. Uh-huh. And already, he picked it up. I already and, handed it to you. And so should I read this? Never mind. It's right here. Are you going to read this? We'll edit that part out in post. <laughs> Is this going to be Felicia's beer? Yes. Beer, well, beer, no, wait beer, a minute. Beer. I thought this segment was Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. It's oh. always Mike's DiLorenzo's beer of the month, but sometimes people assist. That's well, right. It's just like, assist. you know, Santa had his helpers. DiLo has his beer assistant. Especially since I have no <laughs> idea what we're drinking. I did not procure the so, beer. So a listener of our Speed Stick, uh, she is actually... A sponsored athlete by Hop Valley Brewing. I like wow. this. I like Sound this that. concept. That's right. Yeah. She is their only sponsored athlete. And where and, is uh, Hop Valley? It is in Oregon. It's based out of Bend. They also oh, have a tap wow. room in Eugene. Wow. What kind of a tasting room? What kind of? What does she do to be sponsored? Trail running or? She's just. Uh, she's a hiker. She's a triple crowner, and um, you know, she's they, an all-around kick-ass heard, woman. Yeah, they heard about her and they approached her and said, "Hey, we want to have you as a sponsored athlete." She was like, "Okay, that's awesome." So she's a listener, and <laughs> she contacted me about sponsoring. So the uh, beer is compliments of Hot Valley, but I'm pretty sure that Speedstick personally paid to send it to us. So awesome. She sent us the 541 American Lager, which is a German Pilsner. That's what you're drinking, yeah, Mr. Mags. That is absolutely delicious. With Mount Hood hops. 
It is awesome. Pre-prohibition style. Ooh, it's yeah. classic. We're going to have, I'm drinking the Double D Blonde, which is uh, Cascade and Willamette. Double D. Hops. Willamette. You Willamette. all remember Will- Damn Willamette. It. And the Alphadelic IPA, which is That's what we're drinking, true, me and D'Lo and yeah. Scott. True Northwest IPA brewed with hop lovers, brewed by hop lovers for hop lovers. All right. Ooh. It's quite hoppy. Like and it. just a little bit about Hop Valley Brewing. Uh, I can't really accurately condense what's on their Facebook or their website. There's like 10 pages of history. Why not? That's it was what designed, we pay you for. It was designed for mags. It was designed for mags. But basically, they, they kind of highlight about how most of the, 5% of the world's hops comes from that part of Oregon. And really? they also talk about how the talking about a place that's hopping actually came from that part of Oregon wow. because of all the hops. I did not know And it know was hopping. Yep. Um, but anyway, check out their website, hopvalleybrewing.com. And um, it's really cool. There's just so much information on their website. I, I can't really condense it. What about, well. what about the song, um, Let's Go to the Hop? I don't Let's th- go to the hop. D-Lo, I, Does that have anything to do I with no. Valley no, 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 no. I think it's more sock hops. Yeah. Sock hops? I actually, what about sock hops? Where did that term come from? Mags. I don't know per se. I do. Oh, mags, please. But come on. they're dancing, a.k.a. Yeah. hopping. It comes from dancing. You take your shoes off. Mags, please. But anyway, visit, visit their uh, website. They've had a couple of world beer medals. Let's go to the hop. And uh, check them out. And thank you so much, Speedstick, for spe- yes. sending yeah, thank you, you Speedstick. Awesome. Yes, thank you. And check them out. We got a little bit of other beer sent to us in the mail we'll talk about yes, later. later. So I want to know, do you have to be good at drinking to be sponsored by a brewery? <laughs> That's a good, good at drinking. I don't think so, because I think there'd be a lot of folks that had sponsorships if that was the case. But she's a triple crowner, so yeah. it's not only can yeah. she drink very well, she can drink very well and backpack. It's, very well. it's a dual combination. It's a, it's a dual sport. Yeah. Huh. And who better than through hikers be sponsored by a beer company? Yeah. Right. Props. Props. Props for the hops. What about professional athletes? Would they be better than through hikers at being sponsored by a beer company? No way. Professional no, athletes no, would only no. drink like Michelob Ultra. And that's only if they're paid. You oh. know, lots and lots of money on camera. And only if they take um, enhancing drugs for bike tour. Oh, never mind. Gotcha. Uh-oh. And now with all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignanti. Mags, take it away. Woo! So the news, it's more disasters. Oh, is it another month of disasters? No, 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 not quite. Um, There has been a fire near Half Dome that was reported on September 12th. They had to airlift 85 people. What? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of people. 85, 85. Okay. Yeah, so that's a... It's the new California scenario, I guess. Lots of fires. Jeez. Uh, A very well-known trail runner... Chad Denny, he actually died on the Appalachian Trail, oh. only 39 years old. I heard about that. Very well known in the trail running community, apparently. There is a drone ban in the national parks. Hmm. So all those people like flying remote control planes, essentially, banned national parks. D-Lo. And some people actually are <laughs> criticizing that ban. I want to fly my drone. Yeah, I mean, don't we have a right to fly our drones here in God's country? One of the tipping points was a drone fell into one of the geysers at Yellowstone. Yes, no! that's awesome. Dude, no. yeah. Did D- it blow up P-O-D, out? how dare you? Wait, is that, is that permissible trail etiquette to allow your drone to fall into a geyser? <laughs> well, it's banned now for that reason, so I would say no. I was just thinking, no. I was thinking it'd be cool if it fell into one of those big hot holes, you know, because it would melt or whatever. I don't know. Wait a minute. Sorry. I know. Fall into what? You know those big boiling... 
A hot hole? A hot hole. Also known as a geyser? <laughs> okay. No, not the geysers. There's those big... A fumarole. The, there's those, yeah, those places where there's just like oh, I bubbling see. water. It's like a cauldron. And they have those great signs of kids getting burnt up and stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Crazy. Anyway, I thought, I thought you were talking about shotgun willies, but never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother listing it. Um, there's just another year of speed records and attempts. Oh, God. And That's POD's favorite well, thing to talk about. I'm not going to list the attempts. It's just amazing how many more people are doing it with each passing year. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to keep eating. In fact, Ultimate Direction makes the trail running, ultra running packs. Yeah. has an article about it. They're even saying the same thing. Like, hmm. what's all the interest in the past decade? Well, what's the FKT for three-year-olds on the AT? That's what I want to know. Youngest known time. What's, <laughs> yeah. the, what's the FKT for putting 10 pounds on your butt? That's what I want to know. Uh, That's where a, I'm going. As Americans, oh, yeah. we specialize in that. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, a very unfortunate death in New Jersey. Uh, the, a black bear killed a student, high school student. What? First death by a black bear, 150 years in Whoa. New Jersey. Hmm. And I read the bear was circling the body as the wildlife folks Ew. were out there to, to yeah. figure out what was going on. So, you know, it's a heavy, as any Appalachian trail hiker knows, a lot of black bears in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, Good just, grief. but it was the first in 150 years. So, okay. So, pretty interesting in a very sad way. Uh, who wants to buy a hostel, a very famous hostel? Shaw's Boarding House. Sh- right? Shaw's Boarding House in Monson. Get the get New England accent there. Boarding House. Boarding House. Only if I can have the 4x4 four four every day for breakfast. <laughs> With a chocolate donut. <laughs> yeah. Then you would definitely get the FKT for the 10 pounds on your ass because yeah. the 4x4, unless you're th- hiking. Even if you're hiking, it's disgusting. Oh, come on. It's like uh, gross. I love the 4x4. Four four. Fattiest, low quality meat. What was what? it? Four pancakes, four sausages, four bacon links. Four eggs. Four eggs. Four eggs. Four eggs. Yeah. With the, with the chocolate donuts, how I had it. Oh, God. <laughs> what could possibly and then, go like, wrong? like, four miles out of town when you hike out, there's what we call the revenge of the 4x4 four four privy. There's a privy oh, near a shelter that smells <clears throat> so bad. So bad. And, folks, if you pony up the money less than 200000 you, too, can have this experience. <laughs> and it's, it's eight bedrooms. That's a, 200 grand is a, that's pretty low. It might be a little for... less, a little more. It's plus or minus. You just buy okay. it as a house. But wait, let me say one thing about Shaw's. <laughs> Shaw's is the second place in my life where I saw the Northern Lights. Ooh. Nice. Yep. So there's a bonus. You can see the Northern Lights. What was the first place? Uh, Copper Harbor, the Ma- most northern tip of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh, very good. Copper Harbor. Both, I think, kind of unlikely places to see the Northern Lights in some ways. But yeah, the UP. Yeah. yeah. I've only seen them once in um, Hanover. Yeah. Never seen them. Neither have I. Scott, have you seen them? I have. Where? Vermont. Oh, really? Yep. D'Lo? I have not. Apparently, they were visible in northern Colorado a couple weeks back, but I think that might have not actually panned out. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. I I think it was actually the... uh, the Amendment 64 <laughs> influence. People thought they saw the Northern Lights, but hey, really, it was just lights from a club. A little bit so, of that was going on. Yeah. Our last news item may affect us at some point. As of November, the Forest Service says media needs a permit for photography in wilderness areas or any kind of media. So a newscast or what have you, and the permit's $1,500. Yeah. So, so if we go and take a picture and put it up on our... Well, that's, trail show Facebook page. That's the argument. What's considered yeah. media? Hmm. Come on. I think the trail show would be. I think they're yeah. splitting hairs. <laughs> they must have a legal definition of media somewhere. 
Yeah. We should send our crack legal team and to it, go find out what the deal that. is. The let's definition do of media does not involve four or five people sitting in someone's <laughs> living room. Probably not. Let's have I, our let's have I our beg media to differ. Let's have our media team do some in-depth reporting on that issue and report okay. back to us but, next month. Okay. You know, you listen to yeah. NPR and they interview the Ranger. Technically, they need a permit now. Especially oh. if it's on forest service land, being serious. Well, oh. I think there's going to be a lot less interviews. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. It's all the news that's not so fit to print. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. He just ran out the door, Paul Mags Mignotti. All right, this is good timing here. We can start our discussion about our trail of the month, and then we are going to Skype someone that not only works for the Ice Age Trail Association, but also has through-hiked the Ice Age Trail. Which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It, it's kind of reminiscent of our Florida Trail hike, although she didn't work for the Florida Trail Association, but she had through-hiked it. She had through, and she's a very involved with the FTA, I believe, as far as I think she's on trail maintenance. She has a book coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, t- I told her to let us yeah, know. Yeah, we'll plug your book. Yeah. Let us know. But. but I think that the Ice Age Trail is different from the Florida Trail in the respect that we have not bad mouthed the Ice Age Trail <laughs> on the show. It's off we the have, radar, I think, for many people. It That's is off the radar, point. and we have said nothing bad about it. I think hmm. they have the coolest logo, personally. Uh, the uh, Mastodon, right? Oh, yeah, it looks like it's on a rampage. It's about to stomp. Can I say something bad about it? Go uh, for it. We wouldn't expect any less. Just one thing? Yes. My God, it's a thousand miles in one state in like an S shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Israeli National like Trail. Same thing. Right? Let me walk a thousand miles in one state in a figure S. Okay, that's all. I think that's really all I have to say bad about well, it. That just, Do you have more bad things no, to say? No, it makes me think of something. Can folks in Wisconsin get Pat's backcountry beer? They can. Then this could make those that thousand mile S shaped through hike a little more enjoyable, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, it, absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. We'll have to ask Luke if he has had the past Skywalker backcountry beer. And when I think of Wisconsin, I think of cheese. I think of Laverne and Shirley. The Packers, there, boy. The Packers, you know, yeah. I, I, brats. You don't think of glaciers though, and almost three quarters of Wisconsin was co- covered in the last ice age, except for the southwestern corner of the state, which has a very unique geography as a result. And that, mm-hmm. that's what I was reading. It's supposed to be very beautiful in parts. Mm. Did, you, so, did you spend a lot of time on the Ice uh, Age Trail website reading every little snippet of information? I you did have? not. I started. I've started a new job recently, so I'm trying yeah. to soak it all in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I spent about a half hour reading the Ice Age Trail website the other night. Really? Yep. Well, that, can one of you guys give us some no, basic I, I, Ice Age Trail stats? No, we should get them from the from We'll the get them from the guy. He knows yeah. them all. Yeah. Actually, we sh- that's, a good, that's a good idea because he is the outreach and education manager for yeah. the IATA. Ooh. I bet he knows this information stone cold. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's probably regurgitated it tens of thousands of times. All right, I and tell you what. To high school students. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let, let's clue, let's key him up here and see if uh, we're going to climb a little bit early and take him off guard. What do you guys think? He might be putting his children to bed, but that's okay. Calling Luke Clobberdance. Turn the video off. He might be naked or something. Hey, Luke. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. It's Mags, Scott, D'Lo, P.O.D., and Disco from the Trail Show. Thanks for coming on air tonight and doing a little interview with us about the Ice Age Trail. You bet. Thanks for having me. And just so folks know, Luke is the Outreach and Education Manager for the Ice Age Trail Association, and you guys are based in Wisconsin, correct? That is correct. It's the uh, Ice Age Trail Alliance, and we're out of Cross Plains, Wisconsin, which is about 15 miles west of Madison. Now, do you guys have a vending machine that sells exclusively cheese curds? 
<laughs> no, we go oh. and get them fresh. <laughs> oh, Ooh. not packaged. Yeah, squeaky. Squeaky is the key with cheese curds. Oh, you make poutine with those. Yeah, you'd think that. Yeah. No, they're delicious that way. Okay. <laughs> now, Luke holds the, dis- the distinction of not only working for the IATA, but he has also through-hiked the Ice Age Trail. Is that correct? That is correct. In 2003. Oh, wow. You did it back in the day. So we're talking 11 years ago. I'm I'm old, man. I'm old. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> no, I think we're all about the same age. Now, how many folks have, have through-hiked the IAT? Um, well, we break it down by a thousand milers is okay. pretty much how we do it. So if you section hike it um, or you uh, through hike it, that's, you know, that's uh, one or the other. Um, but we break it down by a thousand miles or a thousand miler status. And we're, you know, right around a hundred. I think our last recorded wow. Wow. number was 97. So okay. pretty short. Uh, Pretty small amount. Um, I was the twelfth person to do it. Jeez, um, pretty exclusive but, club. Yeah, it's gone quite. It's it's grown quite a bit in the last uh, few years. Are, are thanks to our like guidebook being produced and by Sharon Jingle, who's an AT trucker from I think ninety three. Okay, um, she lives in Wisconsin. She generated this whole uh, guidebook and atlas, and and things that have been really helpful for people navigating the trail it wasn't around when i was when i did it so there's a lot of getting lost (laughs) hey luke before we get too into the weeds on through hiking and and those sorts of things can you give our listening audience just kind of a brief overview of where the trail starts and finishes you know total length um that just kind of general information about the iat yeah you bet um so the ice age trail um has two termini one is in Sturgeon Bay, which is up near Door County, um, just near Green Bay, if you're familiar with the state. If you think about Wisconsin, it's like a, um, you know, the real mitten, not yeah. Michigan, but the real Ooh, uh, Oh, <laughs> watch out. Watch out, yeah, my friend. It's, I know. It's a fight. It's, it's the left hand, all right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And it starts, up on the, it starts up on the thumb, and then it kind of parallels Lake Michigan. Okay. Uh, moving southward, and then it swings around uh, the southern part of the state, and near Madison, south central, goes all the way back up north, um, up into the north woods, and it shoots west and ends up, uh, you know, just north of, you know, where the Twin Cities would would be. Okay. Um, so it's about a thousand, about a thousand miles. We have six hundred and fifty on the ground, more or less. Um, so we're we're closing in on our goal of of, of completion. You know, a thousand miles is our best guess at this point, and it's easy to mark it when you say a thousand miles. Sure, one thousand one hundred and sixty-seven. <laughs> right. What is the highest yeah. point on the IAT? Ooh, man, that's a great question. Uh, that would have to be the highest point. Um, it's actually a spur trail off of the Ice Edge Trail to Tim's Hill, which is the highest point. In Wisconsin, which I have no idea how, how tall that is, but like hmm. 10, um, 20 feet. You wouldn't lose your wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't get lightheaded, is what you're telling us. No, you're, I mean, you wouldn't have to worry about um, you know anything. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I, I'm just curious. So you hiked it 11 years ago. How much of the trail, so you said 65% on the ground now. How much was on the ground when you threw hiked it? Yeah, that would, uh, you know, I would say when I did it, it was right around 50% or so. 
Um, okay. Maybe a little less than that. Um, so there's, it's been kind of this growing notion in the state that, you know, this is a valuable resource and it's something that we should, we should protect. And, you know, a lot more folks are seeing people with backpacks coming to their communities and asking questions like, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> right. Um, sure. And I think, you know, that's a, you know, they realize that they're not just <laughs> vagrants passing through, but people that are actually doing something. Um, and that's something, and that's been, you know, a, a strong positive for our, for the organization and for the trail, really. So, Very cool. And how many, just out of curiosity, how many trail towns does the IAT actually go through? Uh, there are 134, actually. What? Uh, oh, my. Through, so. that's, wow. one, that's like one a day, right, or two a day? Yeah, you know, the, the thing that I heard uh, from folks that did the trail before me um, that really made me feel like I could do it was that if you can eat out of a gas station, you can throw the Ice Age Trail. Yes! Um, you know, so it, <laughs> oh, Matt. it reduces your pack weight quite a bit. Now, Luke, I've heard that one of the features of the Ice Age Trail is just how many trail towns it does go through and how it kind of brings those yeah. vagrants or hikers, as they're sometimes known, um, <laughs> into those communities and, and puts them in touch with the people that live there. So that is, that is one of the features of the Ice Age Trail, isn't it? Is that correct? One of the benefits? One oh, of those, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that makes it a little different um, is, you know, it is a little more urban, so to speak, by, by uh, passing through all these towns. Um, but you don't have, like, a big group of people that you're hiking with you know you never like hiking you meet up with people hiking uh on the ice age trail so it's certainly something that um you know you kind of look forward to in a way i guess you know passing through these little communities and and hooking up with these you know farm folks selling cheese curds um or or what have you i mean it's a really good kind of homey really midwestern sort of you know welcome attitude i mean i I went into my hike wanting to be clear away from people, sure. like miles away from people. And people were the thing that really carried me through because, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have it like on the trail daily. So it was a really nice experience that way for me. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, for folks that are thinking about maybe hiking a big section or maybe even the entire trail, what, what's the best start date? I mean, are we looking, are folks looking to do like a spring, fall kind of hike or is summer the best time to get out there? You know what? What's the what's the best through hiking yeah. season or long distance hiking season? Well, de- this is Wisconsin. Definitely not hunting season. I'll say that right out of the gate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't go during deer gun season, <laughs> which uh, is yeah. you know, November. So a lot of folks try to wrap it up. Um, you know, I certainly like the the later fall uh, for hiking. Yeah, you know, the August. colors. Um, yeah, well, you start getting some color. The the bugs are down. I mean, you're going through. Uh, Northwood bogs and Ooh. mosquitoes can be pretty, can be pretty tough. But you know, it's also like the prettiest thing. You know, the, not the mosquitoes, but the areas where you're going through. So, yeah, I think late fall is is the best time to go for sure it, because of yeah, getting some color and the bugs are down. And I take it the mosquitoes can get pretty vicious there during the summer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, bring a head net. <laughs> Luke, Luke, how long? Oh, Max, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Luke, if you had, um, say, a week to do a section of the Ice Age Trail, what would you recommend for our listeners? Boy, I would go, I would hit Taylor County, which is in north-central Wisconsin. Uh, the Schwamigan National Forest is um, some of the most pristine hiking we have. I mean, it's a lot of hemlock bogs. Um, it's a lot of... Uh, 
deep north woods, uh, and you can get you can get quite a few uh, quite a few uh, trail miles in that way. I mean, if you're you know if you're a faster hiker, you could do the whole North Pier, um, which is from Saint Croix Falls uh, Interstate Park in the west all the way over to to Langlade County. Is you know that's that's some of the most um, exciting hiking for me. Um, the other portions tend to be a little more urban. But that whole north stretch is the that's that's the one. <laughs> okay. On on that northern stretch, what's uh, the or or what or any other stretch? What's kind of the longest distance between towns? The longest road walk um, you have is twenty four miles. That's a bruiser. Oh, Ooh. so you've got a twenty four mile. What about like a, the longest roadless stretch where you don't uh, cross roads or between towns? Yeah, the longest off road stretch. Yeah. Um, you know that's like. Sixty some miles uh, through. That's through, pretty good. I recommended that's a, that's a good Taylor chunk. County. Yeah. So Taylor County is quite yeah, a, wilderness. There's some wilderness up there. It's Pat's country. Um. Yeah. I mean, we we cross enough roads that it's technically not called wilderness right, right. areas, but um, you know, it's pretty primitive. But uh, you can't you can't buy any cheese curds up there. <laughs> on that sixty mile stretch. Um oh you're never far from a cheese curd. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, Luke, I'm curious, does any part of the Ice Age Trail coincide with the North Country Trail? No. Okay. Uh, we are separated. Um, if you took the, if you hike the Ice Age Trail and when you get to near St. Croix Falls, there's the Gandy Dancer, which is a rail trail. The Whoa. Gandy Dancer. Oddly enough, I dated a girl yeah. in college who had that same nickname. It's crazy, Luke. I don't even want to know where. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm yeah, just... You can take that north and hook up with it if you wanted. Okay. And what about water sources? What's the? I mean, I, I guess you could just buy water in town if you're hitting a bunch of towns, but I'm sure there are some natural yeah. water sources. Can you? Are they good enough to filter out sure. of? Like, what are we talking about? Absolutely. No, there, um, you know, and that is, uh, the thing about the water on the trail is that it can be seasonal. Um, so, you know, again, that time that I recommend going after the, the rainy stretch is done is also can be some of the drier weather. So you definitely want to fill up in advance. Um, but no, you hit, you hit plenty of, of water sources all along the trail that you could, if you had to, you could filter all your water. Okay. Um, but again, you know, I just, I packed heavy enough um, with water that I was able to really do some minimal filtering and, and pretty much just, you know, fill up and go. How about breweries? Are there any good breweries that an Ice Age Trail hiker would encounter along their, their hike? This is, yeah, it's Wisconsin. Just like <laughs> Cheese Curd, there's a brewery <laughs> everywhere. Uh, okay. My recommendation, though, would have to be. Um, a little bit of a side trail, sidewalk, but totally worth it would be Central Waters Brewery, okay. Um, okay. just outside of Amherst, um, and that's in uh, that's in the central part of the state. They make an an excellent excellent beer, um, and they have their their Glacial Trail IPA. Ooh, um, tops tops on my list. Yeah, that that's sounds a, that's a good one. Um, that sounds yeah. quite lovely. Um, hey, well, real quick, you know, before we button things up, is there anything else you wanted to mention about the the Ice Age Trail Association or about the trail itself? Um, you know, I think the like what I mentioned earlier, the it's it's kind of a you know we in the office we kind of kid around like we're in our 
juvenile stage of trails. You know, you got like the granddaddy of the Appalachian Trail and you got the Pacific Crest Trail. But, you know, we're really having fun as an organization watching this thing come to life, so to speak. I mean, it's we have a really um, strong trail building program. Okay. Uh, in our in our organization called the Mobile Skills Crew, where we can have anywhere from 70 to 370 folks coming out and working on a section of trail wow. Wow. over the course of uh, a week or two weeks. Yeah, it's a pretty strong program. And, you know, we provide camping areas and we provide food. And all you got to do is, you know, bust your ass for a few days. Um, <laughs> nice. But it's, it's one of those, you know, it's, a, it's really making, it's building this sort of culture around the trail. Sure. I think almost in in a in a way that kind of revolves around trail building, but the ultimate goal is for for getting folks out on the trail and walking it. I mean, that's our that's our business is is getting people to walk, and and it's something that we take great pride in. When we see that number click up each year, you know, the number of people that are uh, designated thousand miles adds a lot of pride to what we do. Oh, that's very cool. And if if folks wanted to join the IATA or get more information, is there a website they can go to? Yep, IceAgeTrail.org. Um, we are in the midst of redoing our website, so okay. we'll have a new, more interactive map um, that we're we're launching November one. So we're trying to make it so that folks can hike with their smartphone if they really want to. Ooh. Um, oh, you no. know, so that the map the map on the phone helps them yeah. helps them move right. around. Um, but uh, that's trying to get rid of you know extra weight <laughs> yeah yeah no that's what everybody's doing these days well luke thank you so much for taking some time tonight and uh talking with us about the ice age trail we really appreciate it we've had a lot of interest we've had a lot of folks email us and ask us hey are you guys going to cover the ice age trail at any point so i'm glad we actually got to speak with someone who not only works for the iata but has also through hiked the trail well, hey, tell you what, you know, check us out online. Give us a call at the office. We're happy to talk and happy to get folks out hiking. Stellar. Thanks again, Luke. We will talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Luke. you. Thanks, Luke. All right. Sounds good. Have a good evening. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it was Luke Clapperdons from the Ice Age Trail Association. Let's do, before we go to break, let's do a quick Avery Brewing live show recap. We did our live yes. show last month. It was our first live show ever, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, none of us had ever done that before. What what did you guys think of the whole scene there? We had like, what, 45, 50 people show up? 200 people showed up? I, yeah. thought, it was, uh, I thought it was really fun, and I thought it was cool. Um, apparently, legal at the trail show did get a lot of complaints about people being harassed sitting in the creepy chair with D-Lo. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> so. so we had this two-seater camp chair. Yeah. And very slouchy. Delo was in it, and anytime we had a guest on the mic, they sat beside Delo, and apparently he got a little too touchy feely. I don't That's know. That's correct. Delo, do you want to speak on that? Yes. If you were to hike the entire route of the Ice Age Trail, you would cover around 1,200 miles. Delo, man, we're not talking about the Ice Age Trail. What are you doing? We're talking about the live show, buddy. We're talking about the live show. I don't show. know if you were there, Come but. On, bring it back, Delo. Bring Sorry. it back. Bringing it back. Live show. Of that total, more than 600 miles would be official Ice Age. You just got muted. All right. Wes, Wes, Scott. Scott was actually in the crowd at the live show. I, I don't know. You'd, you'd never listen to us, though, right? So this was a whole new thing for you. I had heard you guys just a little uh, bit before. Okay. But um, why does D-Lo keep 
trying to get me to sit in this slouchy chair with me. <laughs> did, I try to get, did I try to get you to sit in the slouchy chair with me? You did, actually. Yeah. Huh. We keep asking him. You know, he's, you oh, got to watch man. that kid. I, I mean, because it was just a really fun chair to, like, slouch back with people in. Also, d yeah. is part of orangutan, so... D- All right, Max, so what did you think about the whole scene there, Avery, the, the live show? Like, uh, what do you prefer, live show or, or the Casa Mag's living room? Both have their pluses and minus. I love the energy from the live show. It is more work, though. I, I did notice, though, that we were losing people about, you know, and we should mention, I mean, well, our listeners know you got about an hour-long show. And we purposely truncated the show yeah. because we had a live audience, I'd say half of which had probably never, ever heard a trail show before. <laughs> so we had to figure out ways to keep them engaged. That's why we had all the audience participation. And we had, you know, we had to keep them from losing it. And I think we lost, we started losing people about 30, 40 minutes in. And I, you know, I don't know if it was the Dila rants. I don't know if it was my droning voice. It was probably, what I, do you think, Dila? I think uh, a live show is actually a very different format than what we're doing right now. Because right now we're all just yeah. sitting around a room looking at each other and talking to each other. Whereas yeah. to do that in front of a live audience is actually a little. Um, awkward because you're talking amongst each other in front of an audience. I think the live show challenges us because we really need to engage more with yeah. our audience. And I think that's probably where we could improve. And uh, maybe we need to kind of focus on that for our next live show, which will be... Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we, I don't know. We do have the gear now for another yeah. live show. We actually need to do one more to make the gear worth the purchase. So listeners, <laughs> if you have a wedding coming up and you would like us to uh, record a trail a show at your wedding, a bar bris. mitzvah, your bris, maybe your next Easter celebration, <laughs> All contact us, contact us at sales at thetrailshow.com so that we can be or, the entertainment at your next If you event. are a brewery and you would like for us to come do a live show at your brewery. Yeah, yeah and there was actually the, the two guys, King Randy, who I called um, King Bundy, those guys, <laughs> I think those guys are starting up a brewery. Get in touch with us because we're interested in talking with you guys about perhaps brewing uh, the first ever trail show beer. Ooh. Ooh. Get ready. Get so ready, we'll, ladies and gentlemen. What will be in the first trail show beer? I mean, I think we got to go for a trail show log. We might go for it. No, I think we should go for a quadruple. <laughs> a quad? A- IPA. <laughs> 15% alcohol by volume. Yeah. Hundred and no, um, just 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 four hundred twenty IBUs. Just rip the enamel right off your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I should mention real quick uh, before we wrap up this discussion, we've got Scott back there. He's uh, brewing up some Pat's Backcountry right. beverages beer. As we speak. I think we're doing the black IPA first. Is that right, Scott? That's right. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna be tasting some of that here on the show in a bit. Pod, um, any closing thoughts about the the live show? No, I think I already said my piece. I don't remember okay. what I said, but yeah, I stand by that. I, you know, for me, it was a there was an extra level of stress because I had to figure out the whole equipment piece, and we'd never done a live show, and the feedback was a bit of a problem. We had a problem with the microphone, and luckily we got those mostly dialed in pretty quickly. But I think overall it went pretty well. It is a bit more of a stressful format. I almost wish. You know, so we had like what forty five, fifty people in the room. About that, I'd love to have fifty trail show listeners in a room. I'd be much more comfortable in that situation than than knowing that people Randos. in the room hadn't heard our show at all. Like I, I you know, what I'm saying it like, wouldn't it be cool if we could get a hundred of people that listen to the show every month in a room with us and then really do a show? Scott was a rando. Scott, were you a rando, man? He was. Yeah. 
Okay. okay. He said he heard it, heard he, us he, before, he, but he heard, heard us show. and then turned it off. Yeah, I don't blame him. I would have turned it off too. But it was it was a neat experience. I, I do think we'll go into our second live show a little more prepared, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We also had an offer from Wild Bill at the Leadville Hostel, mm-hmm. maybe to do a oh, that's right to do a live yeah. show at the hostel, and I'm thinking maybe we can include some kind of overnight. There. And we'll, wait, we'll wait a minute. What if we? What if we revive the Rock? The Rockies. Rock. The Rockies. Rock. Are you going to organize it, Dilo? I. I was actually going to defer to Max. <laughs> actually, Teresa Martinez <laughs> is organizing a new Rock. She is. She what? is. And maybe there might be an opportunity for us to do something there, but it won't be at, at the Leadville Hostel. I don't think. Could, I think. Yeah. The, why, why, no, she you? might be having it at the. Uh, um, live the hostel, actually. Oh, is that what she? I, I'm out of the loop. I, last I'd heard, it was being. I don't know. Wait, wait. What she's not going to be having this at the Leadville Hostel, is she? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to go to break as a little treat. Before we go to each of our breaks tonight, we had our embedded PCT reporter homework send us some audio clips from the trail, and they're short. So we're going to play an audio clip uh, going into each of our breaks tonight. Here's homework. Okay, my name is Homework. I'm at mile 2470, almost to uh, Skykomish. And my best of PCT story is uh, took place near Mount Hood. Um, I was resting at the top of some switchbacks, and uh, these two ladies were on their way up the switchbacks, and I could clearly hear their conversation, and they didn't know I was there. Um, and I heard the first lady say to the second, oh, look at that little pile of trash there on the ground. That's so sad. And the second lady says, yeah, I know. People really need to learn to leave no trace out here. And the first lady says, yeah, you know, like, if you're going to leave trash behind, just find a hole in a tree and stuff it in the hole real far so no one will ever see it. And the second lady goes, yeah, I know, like your pants. Nobody's ever going to find your pants. And the first lady goes, yeah, totally. And I was just like, oh my god. (laughs) You know, it's wrong on so many levels, but I couldn't help but wonder why she stuffed her pants in a hole in a tree somewhere. (laughs) Was there a bad accident? I I don't know. Was it just too heavy? Who knows. But uh, by the time they got up to me, I, I didn't say anything. We just said hello and went on our own ways. But it was definitely a good eavesdropping moment. And that, that's kind of the weirdest, funniest thing that's happened to me on trail. Hope you enjoy. I wish he said nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, right? I ate some bad baloney. The Trail Show. Now shattering the barrier between podcaster and audience. Four hikers with smiles you can trust. The Trail Show. Coming up on Saturday, October 25th, the Boulder Brew Hike. All of us here at the Trail Show will be heading out for a seven-mile brew hike in scenic Boulder, Colorado. And you are cordially invited to hike 
along with us. We will be on foot and plan to hike to seven breweries along the Boulder Brew Hike. Check out our Facebook page in October for details. www.facebook.com forward slash T-H-E-T-R-A-I-L-S-H-O-W. And we are back. Did, did you sound like a pub crawl to me? Yeah, that sounds like a pub crawl to me. Hey, man, people, people don't go seven miles when they pub crawl, man. Pub crawl? I, I, I yeah. went 20 miles on my last pub crawl. Hey, yeah, well, my, let's go ahead and do the, the quick Boulder Brew Hike promo since we just were talking about it. Should we give a few more details? Sure. Uh, we're we're going to do... Seven um, miles. We're going to do the new and the old. We're going to go to the first craft brewery in Colorado. What? First craft brewery in the world. Now, that was Coors Brewing Company, oh, right? Uh, uh, just kidding. Boulder was... Bear Company. It goes back to 1979. Ooh. Uh, now, see, I... I thought we were starting at Avery. Well, that's where... We are starting Avery's. Okay. But we're going to go to the oldest one. Are okay. you going to give us a history lesson while we're there? Absolutely. Yes. Can you, can you name off the breweries we might visit on this brew hike? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to cement it in, but you've got to have an I, idea. I have. A, I forget them all, but I think we should let part of it be a surprise. Okay, though. don't name them, Matt. Yeah. We're just going to start and end at Avery's. Okay, and when, so it's it's Saturday, October twenty fifth. What time you want to shoot for that one o'clock I time think frame one again? Seems to work well. So people eat lunch before you show up at Avery's. Yes. You can get lunch before you meet us, if you'd like. Right are there area. food trucks at any of the breweries? There are food trucks, and there are restaurants. Boulder okay. Bear Company has a restaurant. Avery's has a restaurant. Because I know some people that came last time didn't eat lunch because they wanted to eat at some of the okay. food trucks. Most of, the, most of these places have food trucks, if not restaurants. Like Brew, right next door, has yeah. a restaurant. Fate has a restaurant. Do, a- they, have, do they have cheese curds? They might. You never know. <laughs> Cheese coids. You know, there's this one food truck that was on the Denver Brew hike, yeah. and it had poutine. I know. Which, That's your favorite. Uh, French fries and gravy, right? With cheese curds. Oh, my God. With cheese curds. It's a French-Canadian dish. Oh. Oh. Dila, what do you think, man? Poutine? I have never had poutine. Well, actually, once. no, I, I think that's not true. I think I had poutine in Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So if that food truck happens to be on this, which they do come to this area on occasion, yeah. you can get cheese curds. Now, there's rumors that the Boulder Brew Hike will not only go to breweries, but also to meaderies and distilleries. Is that true or false? It goes by whether you go to it or not. Well, you may shorten your hike if you go to the distilleries and the breweries. Yeah, we we got to avoid the distilleries, man, or else there could be a complete disaster. It goes by three distilleries and one meadery as well. Wow. Now, now, my question is, if we have folks that went on the Denver Brew Hike that also come with us on the Boulder Brew Hike, do they get some kind of special award? You know, we have to figure out, say, another town. It could be the Triple Crown of Brew Hiking. Yeah. Ooh. Like Fort it. Collins. Oh, yes. I, and that'll be next year. Next Wait, year. I, we, we could give them a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Dilo, I like Let's the way you give think, them a man. sticker. I like but the way I you think. I think our next Brew Hike, we'll, we'll do Boulder first, of course, but Fort Collins is definitely on the radar. And we can stay the night. Yeah. Can we? And then see how ugly we all are in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty damn ugly to begin with. So <laughs> we could do some urban camping in Fort Collins. Ooh. Yeah. Urban camping. Yeah. All right. We can go to the pewter. All right. I've got an iTunes Let's top five for you, ladies and gentlemen. We've are, got... we, are we ready to sample some black? We're not quite ready. What, what do you think, Scott? Have about another five, ten minutes? Oh, Scott's oh. ready. Let's, let's bring Scott in, ladies and gentlemen. He's got... The black Can we get a round IPA. of applause or something? Yeah, Scott was man, filming got... something across the studio, across the hall. Here he comes. Now, Scott, can we get you to get on mic real quick? Because we're going to ask you a little bit about the process there. So Scott brewed up 
some of the Black IPA, I believe. Black Ops. The Black Ops. Ooh. All right. So hops. Now, what what can you tell us about? So, so you guys have two beer flavors at the moment. You have the the Black IPA and you have the the Pale Ale. Correct. How did you decide on those two as your starter? You know, your starter two. Well, it was uh, essentially everybody thought this was going to be a watered down lager. Yeah. So we wanted to start off with something that had some kick. Okay. And really prove that this concept works. Okay. Very cool. And how, you know, as far as the process, you were just over there working the carbonator and, and the, the squeeze packets. Like, what's, how complicated is it? Because our, our good friend here, Delo, he, he gave it a go. No preparation at all last time. And I don't know, Delo, what did you think? Did you have a little trouble there? Uh, well, I spilled some beer on Mags' <laughs> carpet. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I followed the directions. The directions have big, you know, pictures on the back of the box. Yeah. Yeah. So you follow the pictures. Yeah. You follow the pictures, which are, you know, because they're not in any specific language, they're multilingual, right? So you follow the pictures. Well, now, Scott, you were saying there's videos on the website. There are videos that we recommend you follow along to on our website. Okay. Which is, uh, just patsbcb.com. Very cool. And, um, yeah, I also noticed when D'Lo just handed me the bottle that he had mixed up on, it was actually our original version. It was the orange one. It's the Uh, 1.0. Okay. And the 2.0, we've made a lot easier to use, a lot more user-friendly. And that's the blue one that you'll find in REI and places like that. Okay. Well, heck, let's... So, uh, wait, speaking of REI, where can people buy Pat's Backcountry beer? Well, right now, as far as the, the brew concentrate... You yeah. have to go through our website if you're not in Colorado, but it'll ship to your door in 45 states right now, I believe. So you so, just have to, with a little bit of advance time. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Give yourself a little bit of lead time to, to place an order. Um, one of the things is FedEx does a, it's kind of like the wine of the month club where yeah. they'll, okay. they'll card you when you're getting a delivery, and that's how they do it. Uh, it's kind of our way around having distribution yet. Yeah. Because until we get a Southern Wine and Spirits to understand what this is, right? it's not going to be in your local store in all 50 states. Yeah, and you were talking about that earlier before we went on air. You were saying, you know, even here in Colorado, you do have your product in a number of different um, stores, and but but it's in odd places because the the liquor stores and the beer stores don't really know what category it goes oh, you in. I mean, yeah, odd places in the inside the store. store yeah, yes, yeah. So <laughs> Colorado's really cool. Colorado's yeah, it it's, is. it's uh it's because it's a two tiered state as far as uh, liquor distribution goes. Okay, what does that mean? Two tiered. So we're a, we're a manufacturer. So we okay. can sell directly to liquor stores in the state of Colorado. That's the two tiers. Okay. In most other states, we're forced by the government to go through a distributor. So, for example, if I met someone who owned a liquor store in Utah, well, all the Utah liquor stores are state-owned. Yeah. That's another story. Um, but <laughs> yeah. in California, for example, I can't ship directly to the, the vendor in California. I've got to sell it to a distributor who then sells it to okay. a oh. retail store. Okay. So there's just a step of complexity that all of this adds. Would that yeah. be a three-tier state? That would be a three-tier state. Oh, D'Lo, man. You're yeah, catching on quick. quick. Wow. Yeah. And so I guess I've heard that REI sells the soda 
concentrates, but not the beer concentrates from you guys. Is that they right? They do. Yeah, they sell our bottle. They sell the activator refills. Okay. They sell the sodas. They just can't sell the liquor portion of it. Okay. So that that goo packet, and it does kind of look like a goo packet. If you guys are familiar, you know, with what that is, especially folks at Trail Run or Run, it's great on long runs. So, I tried it last, so the, last weekend. The, That's what I was going to ask, Scott. Have you ever just um, downed a packet of brew concentrate? Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've had a few people do that. I, I would I wouldn't recommend against I would recommend against it. But, okay. But you were asking. You were saying you know the trip the first trail show beer should be something that uh, peels the enamel off your teeth, Dilo. <laughs> yeah. I think we should get you to try a packet tonight. Ooh, <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. We got a packet here for you, buddy. Yeah. Let's... So the packet actually has alcohol in it. Oh yeah, the al- we, the alcohol has to be in it. So that's the uh, okay. the like, packet is actually it's like forty. 48- percent alcohol by volume the what the, the black hops yeah. which we're about to have is okay. actually 58 percent abv yeah. so way more bang for your buck than oh wow than whiskey holy so most of your whiskeys are sitting at about 42 percent abv you know 42 proof yeah but that's interesting because it, one of those packets is not you you know as uh, much as a wheels turning it's not as much whiskey as if you were to drink like you know half a small bottle of whiskey right it's actually, so this is another government rule. So okay. our, our packets have to be the size of a nip. Oh, yeah? So, okay. yeah, they're 50 oh, really? milliliters. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Hey, let's, let's start passing that yeah, bottle around. It. I'll keep well, asking you questions, but. One of the things we got to do is we got to okay. open it up and, and uh, so. Oh, can we pour it into our glasses? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll just crack the bottle open. So it's been sitting here for a couple minutes while we're all talking. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, that's carbonation, Whoa. my friend. Wow, Dilo definitely didn't have that. Effect. Yeah, no, Dilo, no. we didn't hear that, dude. You, are, you did it wrong, man. No, no it, he had the one point It was carbonated. It was carbonated, though. We were actually kind of surprised at the amount of carbonation that we had here. All right, so Scott's going to pour us each of us a little bit of the black IPA, and it is dark. It kind of looks, uh, you know, like a porter or like stout. prune juice. Looks like prune juice. No, come on. Hey, I love prune juice. Ugh. You've never had it, so zip it. I have. I've only had it once. Thank you, sir. Never have it again. Dilo just took his first sip of the black IPA. What say you, sir? It tastes like beer. All right, so we just got our pours here. I Uh, think think mine came out far maltier. Yeah, yours, whatever you brewed up last time was pretty damn malty. Look at the head. I know. It's It's got head. head It's got. Wow. Yeah, it smells like. um, Now, this is a very different taste than the pale ale. Mm-hmm. It smells like hickory. Sure, it's uh, black IPA style. Yeah, this is... It's dry. It is dry. It's almost I got like, like, a, like a caramel note in it or two. A note. What kind you know? of quarter, half, whole? What kind of note are you talking? This would be a great pairing with ramen noodles, macaroni, and cheese. <laughs> when you're on the trail, That's man. Right. Maybe add a little packet of tuna That's to be right. fancy. Oh, dude, this could... You know, this can open some doors to backcountry trail <laughs> trail users, or, or maybe it'll close doors. I don't know. But uh, this is a game changer. I mean, because think about it. All you're packing in weight-wise, you're packing in, it's basically a plastic bottle, which is the carb, carbon, carbonator well, bottle, right? You got to also consider that's your replacement for your water bottle. I was going to ask you. I can just use that as my water bottle. Absolutely. What's the use. volume on there? Dual use. 20 ounces. Okay, perfect. perfect. And so then I, the I goop- can use that on my long runs, too. What's a goop packet with, with weigh? Beer. 
It weighs in. Uh, I'm trying to a couple ounces. Offhand. Yeah, just. Uh, it must say on there, right? No, actually, it's on what? that right over there. Yeah. So I mean, so we're talking about you know dual uses on the bottle. The goo packets don't weigh a whole lot, and you're getting your water from natural sources, right, Mags? I mean, you're pulling it from a stream or a lake. Yeah. I think we might have to take some on our hike this weekend, Beauty. I was just thinking the same thing. Now you're off to Indian Peaks, correct? That's correct. We are. Is no? Is there an alcohol ban for Indian Peaks? Water? Oh, no. I'm just curious. <laughs> like, which, which loop did you plan on doing? Uh, Mags, your loop, my friend, the Pawnee Buchanan. So when you get to, um, I was going to say Pawnee yeah, we... Lake or you know, mm-hmm. Lone Eagle Peak, you look at Lone Eagle Peak, yeah. crack open a Pat's Backcountry Brewery. Oh, we will. We will. Uh, I think we'll take beautiful. both kinds. We might even take now, Scott. Can you talk a little bit about you know? It's not all just beer with Pat's Backcountry beverages. You also have different kinds of soda. Is that right? We do. Yeah, we have five different all natural sodas. So what do you have? There's a ginger wow, ale. Wow, five. Yep, we do. Damn. Yeah, there's a ginger ale, which is amazing. Okay. So being that they're all natural, the ginger is actually yeah. it's a spicy ginger ale. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. So yeah, good for altitude. Absolutely. Dual use yet again. Dual use. That's right. That's right. That's our trail tip of the month. <laughs> there Drink, it is. Take. <laughs> Pat's back country. So, we, yeah, we have a ginger ale. We have a lemon lime. We have a cola, a pomegranate cola, and Ooh. a root beer. Oh. And a root beer. Now, see, I love root beer. So I imagine it's all natural. but have that nice spicy, not that overly sweet. The, I mean, the root beer and the ginger ale are my favorites and then followed up by I, the I love lime. a good root beer because a lot of craft breweries also make kick-ass root beer. Yeah. That's true. Now, this is kind of maybe not what the product was intended for, but for somebody that that drinks a lot of sparkling water like myself, do you ever have hear from people that are just carbonating water yeah. just to have sparkling water? Absolutely. I, yeah. And honestly, I'd be, I'd totally be into doing that because I, I drink, I literally drink about a liter of sparkling water a day. I've gotten way True. into it. I don't I know why. I got him addicted. Yeah. It's P.O.D.'s fault. Well, that's yeah. kind of uh, – so there, there's a whole um, environmental aspect to oh. our product as well where, where you're actually consuming the water or you're, you're, you're pulling the water from the source at your point of consumption. So you're eliminating yeah. all the transportation that goes yeah. into yeah. shipping prepackaged beverages. So that so, actually makes like our products 90% more – Efficient, Green. yeah. Sure. And, so and we could get this, and instead of buying sparkling water from the store, we could just go down to Clear Creek. Oh, no. <laughs> Draw some water no, no, from no. there. No, not Wheat Ridge. No, 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 no. We will not pull. be pulling water out of a Wheat Ridge just water put, source. Just just push the trash aside and the dead ducks. No. See, doesn't doesn't Coors use Clear Creek? They do, but yeah, they're, they're a little upstream. higher. They're a little they're, further. That's, that's the scary part. We're getting the, the Coors discharge. The runoff. We're downstream from Coors, man, by so about it, seven miles. So the discharge tastes there. pretty much the same as Coors. Oh, <laughs> oh. Man, send all hate mail. To, actually... It, no, that's Our, pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> we just carbonate it and voila. Course. We got course. All right. Well, uh, Scott, is there anything? Actually, uh, tell we, us more. Are we going to? Yeah, yeah, give us. Uh, hit so us we kind of jumped around I on, know. on everything. So, yeah. Yeah, tell us, tell you guys. Welcome to our gaps. show. Well, <laughs> can you tell us about Pat? Who's, who is Pat sure, of yeah. Pat's Backcountry Beverages? So Pat Tatera founded the company. He was actually up in Talkeetna, Alaska, and he was a high school chemistry teacher. Yes! Yeah, there I you go, POD. I used to be a high school chemistry teacher. So, yeah, so it's... Um, so is Walter White. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what we like to say, breaking beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new sitcom on uh, 
Beer.com. Yeah, we we got to yeah. pitch that to Spike. But, <laughs> um, no, the um, so he was up there doing that because, you know, to go on long treks, he didn't want to schlep any of the beer in and, okay. and so on and so forth. So about 17 years ago, as it goes, um, he was hiking in Canyonlands with a buddy of his. They bought some beer in Moab, and they were going to actually go out and just camp for the evening. They got out to a spot that was pretty scenic. They were setting up, and they were you know, we still have some daylight left. I wish we brought the beer with us. Hmm. And it's, you know, it's too heavy to, to sure. really yeah. hike in a few miles. Yeah. And so uh, they ended up going back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up setting up camp just just a, a few hundred feet away from the car so that they could uh, actually kick back and drink that night. Yeah. Drink some beers. <laughs> well, I like this guy. I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's how I, I kind of got his gears turning. And then... Uh, it was a home project for him for a long time, up until Keetna. Okay. And then uh, around 2008, uh, he, he kind of got it down, the, 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 the whole idea of hybrid brewing technology, hmm. and uh, started the company. And once you, that... You said hybrid brewing technology? Yes, Explain absolutely. Really uh, from what we can disclose about it, yeah. it's essentially we're, we're brewing beer inside of a beer inside of a beer using a lot less water. You're brewing beer inside of a beer? It's like mm-hmm. blowing a bubble inside of a bubble. Yeah, we're, okay. we're, yeah, we're folding it. So. Okay. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, it's, it is. Huh. No, it's so, so we've designed some, you know, Pat designed some special equipment to be able to handle this. And uh, we have our own little brewery, which we oh, brew wow. our own flavors, brew our own beer. We're using all the same great ingredients that a lot of your local craft breweries use. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we get the delivery. We see a lot of the deliveries also going to New Belgium on the same truck that we get. Oh, wow. And, okay. um, yeah, and then uh, we just have some different techniques that we, we now have uh, four patents on this. Wow. So Okay. So now what's the connection between Talkeetna, Alaska, and Golden or Wheat Ridge? What's the Colorado connection there with the company? So Pat started the company up there where he was living in his cabin and kind of working out of his garage. Okay. And distribution, everything up in Alaska is just very difficult to get your ingredients, so on and so forth. So he keep, was looking for a state that was relatively, cool. yeah, freaking beer, awesome. Beer friendly. <laughs> and uh, Colorado makes a lot of sense because yeah. obviously what we're talking about, the two tiers, we can sell directly to liquor stores. And we knew this wasn't going to be a concept that just you talk to a distributor and they're like, wow, I'm going to make as much money on that as I do on Budweiser. Sure. So we know there's uh, a couple steps to get them to believe this. So... Yeah, we figured we'll self-distribute in in Colorado and then get other states who have a lot of hiking and people actually yeah. understand it, like California, to come on board. And, and now we actually just opened up a store in uh, Vancouver, Washington, right outside of Portland. Nice. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so you know, we, we're servicing the Portland area, southern Washington. Uh, I'd like to get, you know, a lot more stores, but at the same time, it's there's like three of us in the in the office so it's uh oh, all hands on deck for everything so sure so right now you can go in a store in Colorado and buy the product and you said there's 45 states that it's available for online ordering absolutely um do you think you'll end up being able to cover all 50 states eventually or are there hangups that you can't even get past at this point with those five states that are left out the five states that are left out it's from Name my them. understanding. Let's do some public shaming. Who are they? Oh, they're Texas, obviously. Oh, oh God. God. Lone Star Beer. And then. 
But uh, surprisingly enough, also Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. Um, Pennsylvania has a lot of dry counties, though. That's well, why. Pennsylvania has some very odd it's beer weird. laws. They, yeah. they really do. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, where else are we going? I believe it's South Dakota. But um, nobody lives there. Not a problem. And <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Peony. Um, and then... Hawaii? No, we can we can ship there, but I'm okay. sure it's one of the other problems with with what we're dealing with right now is that shipping's expensive. Yeah. Sure. So because instantly to get a signature, FedEx slaps an extra five or yeah. some odd dollars on uh, there. Yeah. So if you're buying a one four pack, you know they're they're charging you fourteen or fifteen dollars. Wow. Yeah. We, I get people writing to me all the time saying, "Why do you guys charge so much?" And we're like, oh, we would we would. Eat the cost if we could, yeah. Just to be able to get it in people's hands so that they can have this experience. Mm-hmm. Sure. Problem is, liquor laws. We're forced to card people when it's delivered. FedEx has the, all these surcharges for doing that. Yeah. Okay. Understood. But the cool thing is, if you order a case, you split it with your friends or whatever. Right. Yeah. It, it's that only a one-time surcharge for that signature. So you know, when you spread it over a larger volume, it, it dissipates. Plus, the, the FedEx guy is not going to peek inside the house to see all your underage friends hanging out. Is he? <laughs> no, he's not. That's he's what just where, D-Lo, are you hanging around with a bunch of twenty-year-olds? Yeah, D-Lo. <laughs> well, I got I got a couple of cases of Pats coming to my house for the neighborhood boys. Yeah, I do. Oh, but man. yeah, I mean, I just got to sign once, and the FedEx guy doesn't care. Uh, so. The m- most amazing thing is, I, I don't think half the time they even get a signature. I think oh, it's really? just that upcharge. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy five just, bucks for that. And just exactly. complying and just potential, you know, the Potential intention, intention of complying with the yeah. law. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't want to get you in trouble, Scott, but can you, can you give us some ideas about what other beer flavors might be coming out in the future? Ah, that's a, that's a great question. I think one of the things we'd love to do is get some sort of contest going and talk to people what they want to hear or what okay. they want to taste and what they really feel like having. Yeah. And then I think you could also figure out what routes we're going just by popularity. So mm. think about when you're on the trail, what do your, what do your listeners want to have? What it, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. It depends on their budget. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, IPAs are very popular. IPAs, at least in Colorado and, and in California, some of the West coast states. What else? Yeah. What else is popular in these parts? Oh, geez. Session well, beers. People are getting into sours, but that's still kind of a niche market. I think you said it. The, the session, session yeah. sessionable beer is probably really good for us because, hey, you're out on the trail, you're hiking, you don't want to be done in yeah. after one. So, yeah. you know, if you can have, if we can put together something a little more sessionable, and um, I think it just offers a more more variety to our lineup. Do you guys want to try the other beer, or do you want to try one of the sodas next? I actually kind of want to try one of the sodas. Maybe the why, why don't we beer? Do, I'd be curious. Why don't we do a, a couple? We've got lots of agitators, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, we'll we're going to we're gonna put you back to work, man. We, we, we want to taste more. <laughs> I, uh, just uh, something real quick that yes. he said was, uh, you know, price point is, yeah. uh, you know, some of the listeners, you know, think Schlitz or something like that is more. Well, the cool thing is our four pack, mm-hmm. each one of those makes a 16 ounce pint. So the four pack is essentially a growler. We sell our growler for nine ninety five. Wow, Ooh, that is that. a good price point. Bam. Yeah. What else? What else can you tell us before we send you off to work in the kitchen again? Well, what else? We, we can always ask him okay. more questions okay. in a bit. We'll pepper you. It's come, an ongoing segment. Yeah, okay. come on. I need a, a lapel mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> we, we need a remote mic for sure. All right. Well, we'll get we'll hit up Scott here in a bit. Um, in the meantime, let's do a quick iTunes top five. 
All right. Does that work for and you, Mr. Yes. Mag? I have a quick announcement after your iTunes. Do you want to do it before or after? Well, I'll do it before. All right, go ahead. So I was just checking out our Facebook. I was uploading some photos to tonight's show. Yeah. We're up to 986 likes on Facebook. Ooh. I'm going to make an executive. For what? For likes on Facebook. We're almost at 1,000. Oh. oh okay. So we're almost at 1,000 likes milestone. Listeners, I'm going to make an impromptu contest right here and now. Okay. 1,000 listener will get a prize. Ooh, and we, it might be something that we're sampling tonight on the trail show. Ju- it just might. Or not. Or not. Or you not. might just get a sticker. So if you want to go a little, <laughs> if you're into the backcountry stuff and like our talk about breweries, you give yourself know, a pat yeah. on the back. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, you're, you're tipping our hand a little too much. Come on. And Come on, man. If Matt. you're the thousandth like, you'll get a surprise. All right. So 986 listeners as of this moment. Could be a great prize. Could be some of Dilo's junk mail. Oh, I'm going to go sign up for a bunch of accounts on Facebook right now. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, and we're not going to announce the. Uh, we're not going to announce it on Facebook. You have to be a listener. That's we're right. going to announce it on the next show. Yes. I like that. I like this. Okay. Very good. So we had a couple iTunes reviews. I'm going to read five of them. Um, and these go back to May and June. So we've been getting some good feedback on our iTunes. I, I thank the listeners. Let's keep them coming. Okay, so Alive Adventure Gear says, oh, yeah, five stars. Been a listener since episode one. Love wow. it. Love it. The podcast I host, All Who Wander, was once lovingly accused by a TTS host of being mindful and meaningful. <laughs> I can't say whether that's so or not, but Henry Miller once said, Laughter is the most direct route to God, filling our heads with light as we go. Assuming that's true, and I think it is, I owe a debt to the TTS crew for pointing me down the trail and filling my backpack with plenty of fodder for laughter. I guess I won't have to burn my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward each month to the next episode. It makes my daily commute. A lot more like sitting around a campfire with friends. Keep it up, guys, and P.O.D. David Longley, yes. host of the All Who Wonder podcast. And real quickly, we got to give a shout-out to David Longley. Um, as a thank you, uh, he sent us a, a bit pack. of beer, a six-pack of the White Blaze Honey Cream Ale from Wolf Hills Brewery in Abingdon, Virginia, which is right outside Damascus. And... We'll, I tell you what, when we come back from our second break, we'll talk about the beer because it's, it's quite a good one. Thanks, David. All right. Philip Opry says, don't listen. One star. <gasps> wow. Do, yes. Do not listen. I began to binge on this show less than a week ago while at work. I'm already on the last episode and have triple crowned the bonus episodes. Now I have the gnawing desire to leave my pregnant wife and one-year-old <laughs> to go through hike the AT, PCT, and CDT, as well as drink copious amounts of beer. If you love your family, do not listen. It's good advice. Dilo, you agree? I agree. That's good advice. He was pulling a funny there. Okay. <laughs> Big Rude says, yo, five stars. Yo. Big Rude. Big that Rude. awesome. Big Rude. He says, yo, I love this show. Beer and trails is my thing. And it's great to hear these guys share all of their experience. Yo, North Cascade hiker. He's into the yos. Okay, Trojan Duck says, no bad Bologna here. Five stars. <laughs> Found this show several months ago, back in preparation for my 150-mile long trail section. I was looking for a gear-oriented show with practical, <laughs> experienced backpackers. Well, one of the three isn't so bad. 
I've since listened to all the shows while out training. These guys and lady are the best. I've laughed. I've <laughs> cried. Haven't seen cats, but Acuras and Tals come to mind, though. Okay. There you go. I've learned to stay away from bad baloney, and that handful of chips and some water is better than any electrolyte drink. That's right. <laughs> Thank Boom. you. Thank you. Especially from Costco. That's right. Looking forward to hearing the July episode while out on the long trail. Raise a glass. The trail show rocks. Thank yes. you, Trojan Duck. And, and last but not least, Irish Harmon says, All the trail news that's fit to listen to. Five stars. I've been a fan of this show for the past year and a half. I look forward to it each and every month. Keep up the good work, guys. So there we go. Five iTunes reviews. Keep them coming. We'll read five more next month. And I tell you what, let's go to break. And as I told you, we've got little treats going to break. Our good friend, um, Homework, sent us some audio from the PCT. I think you're going to enjoy this story if you're not horrified. All right, I'm here at PCT Mile 2470 with Data, and he's going to give you the, his best of PCT story. Hi, well, I'm uh, hiking along with my friend Homework, and uh, we're hiking to Stevens Pass. So anyways, we're camped out at the lake, and uh, it's a popular lake. It's Saturday, so you can imagine all the sites around the lake are pretty full, but we found one far away from anybody else. And as we're exploring our little campsite, Homework notices a food bag hanging from a broken dead branch in the tree. So we look around, nobody is around us. So it pulls down the food bag, lo and behold, there's food inside and these delicious, yummy, like Girl Scout cookie, Thin Mint style granola bar. So he pulls one out and we share it and it's delicious. So a little while later, we're cooking our dinner on the rock, and he notices there's a gal a couple hundred feet away from us on the rocks, and he yells to her, hey. Real quick, I like the way this guy talks. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't know what you guys think, but it's, he's pretty animated. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I think he's just high on life. Is this your food bag? And she looks at him with disgust <laughs> and says, yes. <laughs> and he says, oh. I'm sorry. I thought it was just a bag of abandoned trash or abandoned food hanging. So he leaves and go puts it away, comes back and shouts to her one more time, hey, sorry about that, just thought it was abandoned. And she just looks at us with the meanest bitch face you can imagine <laughs> saying, well, that's mine and I didn't think anybody else was going to be camping here. Incidentally, that sounds like Pat Oswald. If you're familiar with the comedian, well, that's mine. Well, we just left it at that, but we looked around, and about every campsite at this lake is full. And when we rolled in, I mean, it wasn't even dinner yet. There was still plenty of light, so I don't know what she was thinking and why she didn't hang it in her spot. <laughs> so later on the same night, <laughs> we roll up in our tent, sharing a tent. We got our food bags in between us start to go to sleep, but there are vermin crawling all over our tent. Little <laughs> mice, like, crawling up under the rain fly, over the tent. We're beating the tent, trying to fling them off, and they just keep coming back aggressively. So we're like, what do we do? We're wide awake. And Homework's like, I have a plan. Let's set a trap with your cook pot, and we'll put a little Frito-Lay in the cook pot, 
with a stick on top of that, with a lid on top of that, so when they jump in and grab the Frito, the lid will fall on them. And then we'll shake the pot and throw them in the lake. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, as gruesome as this sounds, I mean, it was the only thing we could do to get any sleep. So, sure enough, set up the trap. Less than five minutes, we catch our first mouse. We shake the pot in unison so that we're both accountable and chuck the little poor feller into the lake. So we're like, well, we probably, that was probably the only one, right? No. Well, let's just set it up again just in case. So we did. Sure enough, caught another one. Let me tell you, this incident happened five times. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it would have kept happening, but we kind of started to feel bad for the little guys, so... <laughs> We decided to just go to sleep and forget the rest, and in the morning, we decided to call that pot the death pot. Oh, God. So we made sure to boil some water in it for a good long time before we made our coffee. And that's my best love story. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Dada. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Dada, a 2014 <laughs> Pacific Crest Trail thru-hiker. You can send all hate mail to data no. at dadasemailaddress.com. That was awesome. That was unreal, man. So would that be Ratatouille coffee? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. All right, let's get a break. What the heck does beer have to do with hiking anyway? The Trail Show. Grab a brew. The Trail Show is back. This month's Trail Show is sponsored by Bonus Show number four. For the extremely low price of 99 cents, you can download our latest bonus show. On Bonus Show number four, we recap our favorite moments from the first 24 shows. Join us as we take a trip down memory lane and pull back the curtain to reveal what was really going on during some of those nonsensical moments that you've come to love and hate. And as an added bonus, some never-before-heard Trail Show audio. Get ready for a trail show like none you've ever heard before. Get bonus show number four today at cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show. Or click the link on our Facebook page. Scott just brewed up some of the ginger ale. And yes, it's so delicious. It's got some kick to it, ladies and gentlemen. It's got some kick, as a good ginger ale should. I just finished. It was really delicious. It is delicious and refreshing. Can you, you imagine if you were out on the trail and it was hot and you're next to a cold water source and you brewed up some of that? <gasps> Mags, you finished it so quickly because you wanted the, the pale ale. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dilo, what are you drinking? Uh, I, I skipped the ginger ale and went straight to the pale ale. Oh, man, come on. I you got to try the ginger ale. This stuff is fantastic. I don't drink soft drinks. What? Uh, no. Only no. hard drinks? Yeah. Okay. No, no soft drinks for him. Nope. Still out in Boulder. Nope. Only right. disposable diapers. Nope. So, Scott, you want to talk about distribution? Yeah, well, kind of. Or what did we, what did we miss earlier? There's Probably a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as distribution goes, we're definitely looking for national distribution. We'd love to pick up a Republic National or Southern Wine and Spirits. That's, you know, something like that. Okay. But until we have proof of concept, until... 
the product catches on, it's all about dollars for them. So okay. until we can show some traction in you know our home state, or yeah. fortunately we've got a couple of little stores that love it and mm-hmm. are have taken it on. And the more we can find of that, you know, our listen, listeners out there who may have a liquor store or a friend who's in distribution, give us a shout. We'd love to talk to you. You know, we're yeah. we're hikers. We're out there. We're brewing, having fun ourselves, and just trying to get a. a Three four man operation off the ground. You know, it, it's interesting. You mentioned earlier your 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 products actually in um, the local liquor store that Pod and I frequent, Applejacks at Wheat Ridge. Yep. And I didn't even know it was there until you told me tonight. And I I, I go in there, you know, frequently once a day. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, come on, please. Just kidding. So where every, else is once it once every two days? Well, it's kind of funny what you're saying to that point is. Yeah. Um, they don't know where to classify it or put it. Right. Even the government didn't know how to classify us at first. Hmm. So what they do is they, they throw us in the section of where they don't know to put anything else, like twisty straws and <laughs> yeah. odd party favors. And okay. So, yeah. So, for example, in Boulder, we're at Hazel's. Um, go to the twisty straw section, and you'll find Pat's Backcountry <laughs> Beverages. Um, okay. Go to Applejack. I'm not sure where. It, it's like a moving target in there. So it's normally on some sort of end cap, but then it goes over with, uh, you know, maybe the margarita mixes or something uh, like that. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a video game. you got to yeah. figure out where in Frogger it is I'll find week. it, and then I'll dun, let you know. Okay, sorry. Little Old Mario school action. Nintendo here. Yeah. Um, and then uh, where else are we? We're at Argonaut in Denver. Yeah, sure. And um, and then uh, Park Avenue Liquors in Denver. Okay. Bullfrogs up in Fort Collins. Ooh, there you go. Uh, if you're heading up into the mountains, you can always make a pit stop in Idaho Springs and stop at Clear Creek Liquors. Oh. You're there. Uh, we're there. Very good. Uh, Silverthorn. We're at Local Liquors. Uh, CDT hikers, you know where to go. That's it. CDT goes right through Silverthorne. Yeah, so so, at least one of the routes. Fill up the rest of your uh, mail drops with (laughs) Southern CDT. There, you can mail them ahead, man. That's right. Bounce Bounce box them. Well, that's that's the cool thing in Colorado. You don't have to plan ahead. You can grab them at these places. Yeah, Yeah. you know the Vale Valley. We have pretty well covered. We're in uh, Lions Head Liquors in Vale Village. Mm. We're in Avon Liquors in uh, at the base of Beaver Creek in Avon. Yeah. Riverwalk Liquors in Edwards. So um, we also have Steamboat, Telluride, Ure. Durango? Um, Durango, not. Oh, you got to get I'm Durango. Sure. I don't know offhand. I'm actually just throwing all these off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah. We put you on the spot. Max. I say Steamboat, another CDT town people. Yeah. Oh, we do have Steamboat. We have uh, Mountain House, I believe. I believe they have a, a ski store and a liquor store right across the street. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Perfect now, combo. Speaking of availability, uh, for the sake of the listeners, I think you should disclose whether or not you're single. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Oh, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna suggest a contest. Never mind. Uh, maybe maybe next time. Win a date with the uh, backcountry beverages guy. You can get all the free beer you want and a date to go with it. I tell you what, Scott, we'll come back and have a little more discussion about backcountry beverages in a bit. But I wanted to throw out this idea of um, so a lot of a lot of through hikers are doing Kickstarter funded through hikes, and Mags, I want you to definitively answer: Is this a morally bankrupt concept or not? Mags, over to you. 
I would, bankrupt. I would say no, because at least they're honest about their greed. Well, I guess maybe we should even break that down, because there might be some people that don't know what Kickstarter is, although I, or, I highly doubt that. Well, they can look it up on Google. Kickstarter yeah. or GoFundMe is a very similar one as well. Okay. GoFundMe? Yes. Basically... Well, uh, well, Kickstarter, at least you promise something. I want to make a movie. I want to make a documentary. Oh, you, do you have to promise something? Yes, you, Thanks, there's God. different levels. Uh, GoFundMe is just out and out. Money. Electronic Give me money. Yeah. Give me money. Kickstarter, you might be making a book. You might be doing a documentary. You might be okay. doing... Um, sex tape. A sex tape, yes. Sex on the Appalachian Trail. Hey! Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What if? Um, I wouldn't want to say. It. Uh, well, it depends on the uh, people involved, I suppose. But I that's suppose. A I right. on, different podcast. How long on trail? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, there's like a bell curve. You know, two months into it, they're in great shape. And, well, anyway, that's a different show. Yeah. Well, but, anyway, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, um, you know, the four of us in here kind of come from the old school through hiking. There was no Kickstarter. Yeah. I know we're old fogies. There was no Kickstarter when we did the Triple Crown. I'm not going to name any names, but I have seen um, folks that aren't, they're not raising money for a charity. They're not raising money for a cause. They're raising money to pay for their through hike. Is that, is is there anything morally wrong with that? I don't think so, because you talk about old school. Don't forget, when we did it not that long ago, you know, yeah. really, the people did charity hikes. And that's to me, is worse. There are some people hmm. who are, one gentleman I know did a hike for ACL, because his best friend um, died. ACL uh, is. I mean, ACL. Lou Gehrig's disease. Okay. I'm sorry. Mix up my acronyms here. Um, he did. He did not take a dime. He self funded his own hike. Any dime he raised went to the charity. Okay. I know other people. I'm not going to name names who did name names. Public shaming. Yeah. <laughs> Squash. <laughs> no, because no, he didn't do I'm any charity hikes. But I know. I know. <laughs> I know someone. I just sneezed. I didn't really say anyone's no, name. No, he didn't say anything. <laughs> they did a charity uh, climb in this case, and their the money really went to fund their climb. Okay. A part of it did go to the charity, but it was really to fund their their climb. Okay. It's kind of like a lot of these charity. I know a person did the Colorado Trail. Yeah. It turns out a lot of the money he was raising is really going to fund this hike. Yeah. Right. So to me, mm-hmm. someone being out and greedy, go fund me because um, yeah. my mom and dad paid for college. I have no money. I never worked a job in my life. I don't want to work anymore. Go fund me. I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. They're being honest. And you know what? If there are people out there that want to give them money, fine. I mean, I think they're being lazy. For me get a personally, job, I just, <laughs> yeah, for me personally... It doesn't really make. I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I I think that you're. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be my normal judgmental self here. I'm not go gonna for hold it. Back. Well, I'm not being. I think if you're asking other people to give you money for a through hike when they could be giving that money to something else, and you could earn the money yourself, that's the thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's immoral, but I think strange. it's lazy. Dilo. No one has to give you any money. No, and that's the thing. Yeah. If so people want to give you money, then that's fine. Go out there and ask for money by all means. But if you give them money to fund their through hike when you could give your money to like the trail show Doctors Without Borders or the Trail <laughs> Show or the yeah. Continental Divide Trail Alliance or some other more meaningful organization, then yeah, that's, that's up to you. Did you yeah, just I say agree. the Continental Divide Trail Alliance? Coalition. Come dude. on, Dilo. That that organization no longer exists. Isn't that what Teresa was? Uh, no, isn't that where Teresa no. hangs out. Jeez, oh man. no, she's with Jim Wolf, right? No. Yeah. 
Exactly. She's kicking it with Jim Wolf. They're a couple. Oh, boy. You know, but but at first I said Doctors Without Borders. That's true. You did say that. And I will will say this in, in full disclosure in 2006, when POD and I hiked the CDT, we did have a number of people reach out to us to say, hey, can I send you something? Can I mail you something? What do you guys need? And the reality is we didn't need anything in a mail drop. We didn't need anybody to mail us anything. And I said, you know, honestly, we, and I told people point blank, I was like, we don't need any food. We don't need any gear. If you want to help us. Mail us 20 bucks. Send us. And, and I said, you can send us some money. Here's my PayPal account. And I actually posted that on trail journals. And let me tell you, I got a lot of flack. And I too was trying to be honest because we didn't need gear. We didn't need food. And I was like, you know, we're st- we might stay at a hotel in the next town. That costs money. Hey, if you want to really help us out, send a couple bucks. But I got a lot of flack. I got a lot of bad feedback. Some would call it bad baloney. I got a lot of bad baloney on that. And, you know, honestly, I kind of, I sort of put that in the same category as I want my through hike funded, but well, but I, think- I don't really want to work for it. No, I, because, I don't know. It's different because these are people that we knew that were like, hey, I want to be a part of your hike. I want to, yeah. I know you're going on this they journey. They solicited you. Yeah, and they're people that we know. And I can understand that. It's like living, it is similar to living vicariously through someone else. You feel like you're a part of their journey. It's similar, I think, to, to helping a couple out when they first get married. You know, and you say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some cash for whatever yeah. you're going to use it for. But I think for me, personally, soliciting money for a through hike, I don't know. I, I don't think I would feel it. But that's just me. Just me. I, I won't give these people a dime. And I think anyone who does it, unless you know them, quite frankly, I'll be judgmental. It's pretty stupid. You know, giving someone money for their paid vacation, you get nothing in return. Well, and that's the thing. Mm. I, I feel like I know I value my time and my vacation. And so I'd have to be thinking to myself, hmm. Random person I don't know, or I save towards my own through height. I mean, I've sent money to people who I knew, like Trainwreck. When she did the um, PCT the second time, I sent her 20 bucks at Stahican. Because I thought, I said, nobody should be in Stahican without cash. But she's your friend. But she's my friend, yeah. And I've given donations to different trail organizations, etc. But why... I mean, if, if people want to give, that's between them and the person. But the idea of saying... That's between God and their doctor. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of a different discussion. Please go That's ahead. That's okay. That's quite okay, sir. But I mean, it's just again. I'd rather. Ooh, I just heard the carbonator do its thing. But these GoFundMe's are similar. Yeah, I at least rather see that than these fraudulent charity. It's true. Just you know what? It's just simpler if you just give to the trail show. <laughs> yeah. Fun Delos through hike of the Florida Trail. You can just and go to the trailshow.com, hit the donate button. And the Kickstarter thing is another ball of wax altogether because there's been cases where people yeah. you know, the good thing about Kickstarter is they don't meet their goal, they don't you don't pay any money. I've, I've I've wondered about that because I feel like and I'm I won't name any names, but I feel like I've seen Kickstarter projects that have only maybe met 25% of their goal. And it doesn't and then get all of a, Well, no. And then all of a sudden, with 24 hours left, all of a sudden, they meet 100% of their goal. You can't help but wonder if maybe the person who started that project oh, is actually in the rest. Kick, the kicking money. in the rest. Because you're right. It is all or nothing. If they don't hit 100%, they get zero. That's well, 
an artist, in fact, Dilo knows the same artist, Steve. You know, he was doing a, a project, so I know him. He's a friend. I gave him, kicked in some money. He didn't meet his goal, so I never got charged. Okay. So it does happen. So Steve's an honest guy. He didn't just make up the difference himself out of his own pocket. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not dishonest. Steve took my money. <laughs> but he did take Dilo's money. So. He's not an honest guy. All right, I Let's tell you move what. On. Let's move on. You know, th- there's a hundred different ways to look at this thing. I would just it's say it's a good discussion. Just um, yeah. it's something new with technology and social sure. media making it much easier, fun to your hike. Let's talk about it after ten more beers. All right, all right. Idea. So let's get into our outdoor trips of the last month. We're going to keep it brief this month. We know we went a little overboard last time we had a regular show. And keep in mind, we didn't do any outdoor yeah. trip recap during the live show. So it's been two months since we talked about trips. I'll just mention the the one outdoor trip of note I did is I did one fourteener this summer. It's with only me? with POD. It's only my Yay! second fourteener ever ever. I did my first one with Delo seven years ago on Pikes Peak. We hiked up from the west side. Um, this year POD and I went and hiked Mount Yale, which is nice. in the Collegiate Peaks. And uh, immediately after finishing that 14er, I was sick for three weeks. So I don't know if there's a connection, <laughs> but um, I had I had like the enterovirus 68. It was a, a horrendous respiratory infection, and I don't know. That's interesting because you got sick after you hiked with D'Lo on Pikes Peak, I did. too. I had food poisoning the next day. Yeah, I ate at the Taco Bell in Woodland Springs. Maybe but you're not cut out for it. Yeah, maybe not. So anyway, that was my big trip of the last two months. I, um, I've P- done some trips, but I honestly, like, I can't remember. <laughs> they must have been memorable well, trips. Well, because it was kind of the end of summer, so I was still hiking and stuff because I wasn't working. And okay. I've done a couple of 14ers by myself. And you did beer you. stat last weekend. Yep. Oh, it was cool. pretty underwhelming. It's an easy. It's one of the. It's probably. I would say the easiest fourteen. Maybe that a quandary. I think I've done Sherman. Nine. Sherman is supposed to be the easiest fourteen, or it's like the le- the least vertical gain. It's like a dirt road all the way to the top. Uh, oh, I don't okay? know. Yeah, I think I've done nine now. I was trying to count on the uh, website, and I think this was the easiest one that I've done. Okay. But and I've done some other stuff too. I just I don't know. It's kind of all a blur because it's been so long since we talked about trips. So there you go. Dilo, you do any? Uh Trips or yard mulching? I know you I had your your sketchy done, Pawnee Buchanan hike with the. I haven't done any. I haven't got into any landscaping yet. I'm hoping to get into a new landscaping project soon. Okay. I have been on two trips. We went on a family camping trip over Labor Day weekend, and we hiked to two nice uh, lakes just at about eleven and a half, twelve thousand feet, just um, up the road. From Mount Yale, down the road from Mount Yale. We actually went up the Mount mm-hmm. Yale trailhead to one of them. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we were out there by Cottonwood Pass, and that was really nice. Um, nice. Yep. Carrying a little child, 40 pounds, including child and pack on my back, up to uh, 12,000 feet is always a good workout. Ooh, yeah. And then last weekend, I actually went on a 23-hour solo trip in the woods. Up in the Indian Peaks, and I camped at a lake I have not camped at before. Wow. And I hiked a stretch of the CDT that I had not hiked before. What? Yeah. Very cool, Where, where man. was this? Uh, I went up past Forest Lakes, up over the divide, and camped at Corona Lake. Wow. Did you have any Coronas? I, d- I had some uh, Pat's Backcountry beer. Ooh, oh, very good choice, man. Actually, I drank some whiskey. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> And then uh, the next morning, I hiked along the divide and came down. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 23 hours door Mike to door. Bye. Wow. 
Um, I'll just do trips from this past month. Okay, very good. I'll keep it brief. We uh, know you've had a couple dozen since two <laughs> shows ago, so yeah. I count I bought eight. Okay. But I'm only going to... Well, give us your best, I, man. I'll just do them for this past month. Adriana and I went on a sub-24-hour overnighter. Someone called a micro-adventure. Micro-adventure, yeah. Just uh, very short, very brief. It was very nice. Just a touch of fall uh, near the uh, Crater Lakes, not too far from where D'Lo was. Just mm. really quick. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, I went to the Flat Tops for the first time, Flat Tops Wilderness. Okay. That was really cool. It's all the, all, all volcanoes there. Would you, would you recommend it? I would. Yeah. It, it's very different. Did Lot you of, go over the Devil's Causeway? I did. Was that as cracked up as it is to be? I mean, it's what, like a foot wide, a thousand feet it, on each side? or It's not that bad. Just, yeah. you know, just go carefully. I could see if you've never been any kind of technical climbing before or even scrambling. Uh-huh. For class, uh, class scram, like it be a little interesting. But how, how long is the Devil's Causeway? The actual sketchy part, yeah. five feet maybe. Really? The rest is pretty mellow. But that's pretty dramatic to have mm. like a ridge come into a five foot stretch. That's, Duh, what, a that's foot, making a my foot stomach wide? jump. Is it a foot wide? No, no, it's not quite that. It just looks a little sketchy because there's a sheer drop on either side. Devil's yeah. Causeway. It's an all volcanic um, type formation. It's pretty cool. I liked it. And there's lots of lakes there. And. Um, just these broad, open meadows. It was really beautiful. Okay. Nice. And I really enjoyed it. And I'd go back again for sure. Flat Tops, it's north of Aspen? Where, where exactly? Um, it's um, near, not too far from Steamboat, really. Okay. Oh, it's way north of we'll Aspen. We'll have to then. go there, Mulberry. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's near um, a little town. Calls us, I forget the name of the town. It calls us the Gateway of the Flat Tops and okay. has a dirt road. And it's a little old-timey, a little bit of a tourist trap, but it's still kind of cool in its own way. Were there, was it crowded? Other hikers? You know, surprisingly, the Devil's Causeway was hiked, um, pretty busy. Cause yeah. it's, it's like three miles round-trip day hike. Day hikeable. Um, every lake had one party, though. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nearly mm-hmm. as crowded as I thought. Every lake had a person. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of lakes there. Mm-hmm. I went to an off-trail lake. Didn't see anyone. Was there sure. anybody there with any giant Texas flag? No. Okay. No, it's too far north for, for that kind of okay. thing. That's exactly. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Plus, the San Juans have lots of Jeep roads. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Uh, really? So yeah. you can make these campsites. So no sure. Texas flags <laughs> spots. Is, nice. is the Flat Tops the largest wilderness outside of the Wiminooch? It is indeed. Yeah. In so, Colorado. In the state of Colorado. And yeah. it is, in fact, it, some consider it the birthplace of the wilderness movement because I forget the gentleman's name, but he was hmm. inspired to create uh, the Wilderness Act, pretty much. Uh, I thought the Gila was the birthplace of the wilderness. Outer Leopold, no? That was the first one. Right. But there was one instrumental person who came here. I'll have to look it up now. Okay. Um, he actually was inspired yeah. to um, help create the Wilderness I, Act. I, th- I think, um, if I remember correctly, Kirby D- DiLorenzo? Is that, <laughs> is, that, is that the right name? That's correct. Okay. I think he's a, a long-lost relative of mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dilo, you yeah. might know him. I, I don't know. Yeah. But the other really quick trip we did was Spanish Peaks as a cartoon. Okay. And to me, that always started when I consider the old Mexican portion of Colorado, where it's more of a, a Latin culture down there, for sure. Oh, very cool. Did you get some good food? Um, we did. It was an excellent bakery in the little town Leveda. La Veda, yeah, man. That's down south of Walsenburg, south yeah, of Pueblo. Which that's, is their town. Yeah. And that was a good prelude to the trip Adriana and I did last week for our two-year anniversary. We went to Taos. Taos, man. You lucky bastard. How was that? Uh, that was really good. <laughs> you son of a bitch. How was it? It was great. Fantastic food. Lots of history that I won't go into for puity's okay. sake. Yeah. Lots of and culture. time limit. Time yeah. limit, people. And You're we, hogging up the space. We went to the sand dunes on the way back. Oh, the Great Sand Dunes. Yeah. Uh, so it was a great bunch of trips this month. Scott, did you do any trips this past month? 
Um, Did you leave Denver area at all? Not man. much, but I have a trip to Moab coming up. Ooh, so. very good. Hiking, biking, biking, doing biking. a little mountain biking. Nice. Do the whole enchilada down Porcupine Rim. Uh, oh. Scott, I don't know if anybody told you, but we can't talk about mountain biking on the trail. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It, is tr- it is a trail. We um, we also <laughs> cannot talk about uh, ski, cross country skiing. No, no, or, or pack rafting, or pack rafting, rafting. or so bike packing. Keep that to yourself. Thank we you. Can't. Or Nordic roller skating. <laughs> no. Or long distance scuba diving. None of that either. We mm. can occasionally talk about <laughs> that. D-Lo, you like that little callback to an old episode. Long distance scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that. Ouch. It's time for my trail tip of the month. This month, I'm going to take a completely different direction than I've ever taken before. I want to talk to everybody about productivity. Okay. Go for it. No, no, no. Bear with me. So I will tie it back into hiking in the end. This isn't necessarily the trail tip that you've used to been hearing about, you know, potato chips and water or gummy bears and caffeine pills. We're going to... Or the blue sponge. Or the blue sponge. Or how to ask your friends for a ride to the trailhead. Yep. Or none of that. This is a bigger concept. I want to talk about productivity. And I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about Netflix and I want to talk about Facebook. But before I do... I want to talk to you about the, what I call the season pass effect. Gentlemen, if you've ever owned a, and, and ladies, if you've, lady. A, lady, if you've ever owned a season pass to a ski resort, you probably paid a fair amount of money for it, correct? Never owned one of my Never life. owned D-Lo? Uh, yeah. Okay, I've owned a couple, POD. Have yes. you owned a few? Scott, have you ever had a season pass to a ski resort? Yes. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it was just me, but once you fork out say $900 for a season pass to a ski resort, you feel compelled to use it as much as possible. And and when you are not using it, you sort of have this guilty feeling. You're like, you know, I spent a lot of damn money for that. I worked hard for that money. I need to be out there. And so the whole month that that season pass is in effect, you feel this, you know, it's just kind, of, just kind of like sitting in the background. You feel like you need to be there. D'Lo, did you have a similar experience with your season passes? Um, not too much. Don't no. lie, man. I Don't mean, lie. I, I know you did. I know the, you did. The front range season passes aren't expensive. Yeah, they weren't. When I, I mean, I, I actually I bought a season pass this year at Eldora. How much? It was like three fifty. That's not too bad. Yeah, well, you had other mountains with that too. Yeah. No, yeah. those bastards will not give me other mountains because I bought my season pass before they announced they were partnering with the Rocky Mountain season pass. Oh, Eldora, I right. hate uh, you. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I Facebooked you about this. I've emailed you. I've called you, and you won't do anything for me. I hope everybody boycotts you. Thank you. All right. So, without getting too too much in depth about specifics, there. So. I've got this theory that um, there's two things currently that can really drain your productivity, and that productivity can actually be time you could spend out on trail or time you could spend exercising or doing something to benefit the greater good. And those two things are Netflix and Facebook. If you have a Netflix membership, you're paying a monthly membership, and if you're not watching as many movies as possible, you feel like you're not getting your money's worth. My recommendation Cancel your Netflix subscription. <gasps> okay, no, 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 I'm about to get real, man. Facebook. Facebook is the biggest time drain that our culture currently has, period. Uh, Everybody's on it. Everybody's using it. Beg to differ. Well, hold total up, hold up. Suck. It's a total time drain, and it's, it's, an, it's escapism, let's face it. Yeah. You're at work. You're bored with what you're doing. You want to take a little break. You check Facebook. 
Well, all of a sudden, five minutes becomes 10 minutes. Then you do it two, three, four, ten times a day. All of a sudden, you're losing an hour to two hours per day to social media. And I'm not talking about participating. I'm talking about just passive viewing. Kind of like flipping through channels. Kind of like flipping through channels. I don't even want to get, I mean, I don't even want to go there with cable television. No, That's I'm a whole talking other about thing. regular TV. And uh, most people don't have regular TV. Come on. I, I watch Broncos games. I won't lie. My, my trail tip of the month is if you want to be more productive or if you want more time on the trail or just more time to yourself, more time to exercise, more time with your significant other, get rid of Netflix. And if you can't cancel your Facebook account, and cool. I understand it may not be possible, limit yourself Ladies and gentlemen, to one hour per month. Oh, oh, disco, disco. Mr. Money Mustache has a new article on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Well played, sir. Well played. That's my trail chip on he productivity. Does. It's called Lessons in Bad Acidity from a Night in Houston. You've already read it. Man. Read it. I already read it. It's I didn't hear about it until I hear just now st- on Facebook. I All hear right. they're going to start charging for Facebook anyway. So when that happens, just cancel it. Is that true? They're talking about that's it. not true. They're going to start charging when they we start make charging. So too. much money, they don't need to charge for Google Plus, man. Me. Google Plus, one dollar per user per month. Ooh, they, uh, they know so much about you, and they sell it to everybody. They don't need it. They don't need to charge <laughs> anybody anything to use it. Any of that. Uh, all right, I tell you what, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about mailbag shoutouts. We're going to do a review of Damnation. We're going to talk Pat's country. Pat's Backcountry Beer. Um, we have Ask a Hiker. and Ooh, We're going to have to talk fast. We are. I'm going to leave you with a quick clip from Homework. He interviewed our good friends Almost Awesome and Possum from the Ape Team. Ooh. And I want you to listen in particular to the first five seconds and how Possum introduces himself in the name of their team. This is fantastic. Right. I'm Almost Awesome. Now I'm Possum and we're the Ape Team. That's right. <laughs> I want to play that again. I really want to highlight the way Possum says we're the ape team. Just listen. Listen to this. Right. I'm almost awesome. Now I'm Possum and we're the ape team. That's right. And uh, so we've got a story. Right now we are at the Goldmire Hot Springs, the alternate. But uh, I've got a story that happened at the Andersons. Um, a guy, um, party had been going on. We had gotten up early. We had had a great night's sleep in the uh, in the Manzanita Forest. Got up early, and then we hear a an alarm, and then it was an air raid siren. And is then what it was. and then all of the EMTs actually show up at the Andersons, and somebody had had a seizure, and so they're all they're all attending to him, and he's doing okay. But they're like, "What's his name?" And we're all like sitting there and. Different people are all asleep, and we're like, his name's Shrek. And they're like, what's his real name? We're like, well, Shrek. It was Shrek. And then, and then, and then we're like, well, that's his fanny pack over there. Maybe, maybe he's got ID in maybe that. Maybe he's got an ID in that. And I was actually standing by the fanny pack, and I see the EMT open, <laughs> open the top of the fanny pack and just loose unpackaged cookies just fell out of the top of the bag <laughs> and the guy and he just looks up at the other EMT and shakes his head like nope no ID here and, uh, and then they go to take blood out of his finger and his finger is so dirty they had to use like a bunch of alcohol wipes and then they tried to put a band-aid on his finger but his the rest of his finger was so dirty it wouldn't stick it just it just <laughs> laid down like a tired dog like, and then they just loaded him in the in the ambulance and he was like I'll be back guys I'll be back it's 
fun. And that's the story. And there were three people that never woke up. The entire time. <laughs> and Terry Anderson's like, I know it looks like a meth house, but the only thing we do here is alcohol and some pot. It's okay. It's cool. Taco salad. Awesome. That was great. Thanks, guys. Once you go bigger, staff, it's hard to go little, staff. The Trail Show. That's the sound of our fifth Pat's Pale Rail. <laughs> the Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. All right, we are back. We're uh, knee-deep into some Pat's Backcountry beer tonight. We're bearing it up tonight. But, P.O.D., what did you have to say about Hot yeah, Valley? So, just to recap, um, in addition to Pat's, we're also drinking the um, Hot Valley Brewing Company beer, which is, we've had the, the 541 American Lager, which... Uh, Mags thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, so did everyone else, but he I, really loved it. I think their lager, I think that might be the best of the three, at least my personal taste. Yeah, I agree. Taste. I think one of the most important things we've learned tonight is that the term sock hop originated in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> P.O.D., please continue. Also, we have the Double D Blonde, which I really like. She's a looker. Refreshing. Of course, you know how I am about that sort of thing. Anyway, boom. Um, you okay over there? Yeah, we also have the Alphadelic IPA. Alphadelic. I like Alphadelic. that name. Alphadelic. So thank you to Speedstick who sent us those things, compliments of Hot Valley Brewing. They were fantastic. And if you're in Oregon or near Bend, go to the brewery. Check them out. Get some beer on tap and uh, tell them you heard about them on the trail show. Great labels, too. Let's do a little mailbag. P.O.D., you got any letters this month? Yeah, let me just shuffle through my papers here. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's some questions about Pat's. Uh, okay. Should I, should I share those right now? Well, we've got someone here who could okay. probably answer those Will questions. Will Pat's be running a tra- trail show listener discount? <laughs> <laughs> I think I showed that to Scott before the show started. Um, maybe, we can, maybe we can figure something out. Okay, so maybe. Stay <laughs> Good tuned. answer. Good Stay answer. Stay tuned. You know Stay what? Tuned. I tell you what. If you uh, reach out, like us on Facebook, and get in direct touch with us, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Wow. There you go. There you have it, folks. There's a definite answer. Yeah. Um, this one was about Pat's Beer's <laughs> Impossible to Buy Last Minute in Washington, but we already covered that. You have to get it shipped in advance. Well, actually, in oh. Vancouver, Washington, you can go straight into the Global Liquors there right across oh. the uh, river from Portland. Okay. Okay. I also wanted to mention that we had an Ask a She-Hiker question from Kelly Ballantine, who's hiking right now. But oh, I am What a, trail? She's on the Pacific Northwest Trail. Ooh, the Ooh. PNT. We need to have her on the show. Yeah, she yeah that's, that trail is in our radar, on our but, radar. But um, I'm going to table her question until the bonus show. I also have a question from Bernard Wolf that I'm tabling until we do the bonus show, the, the Red Tent show with all women. So, And we should mention real quick, 
We've yes. got a bonus show coming up next month in October. That's right. It's the Red Tent Show. It's, it's going to be an all-women's show. show. And That's a very correct. illustrious panel, apparently. That's correct. Yeah, who's going to um, be on there? Salamander, Triple Crowner. Yeah. T-Dub, Triple Crowner. Uh, T-Dub is almost a double Triple Crowner, by the way. Ooh. Myself and Snorkel. Wow. Also, oh, very Triple good. Crowner Plus. And we'll have some more info about that on the October yes. regular show. I also received uh, an email from a listener named Ryan. Ryan Wagner, who uh, Rhino, Rhino is from showing, Hawaii, right? Lives in Hawaii, and um, we had some conversation. He's going to send us some uh, some specialty beer from Hawaii that's going to come out with some passion fruit in it. Anyway, we are having some email exchanges, yeah. and we we're cool. talking about different places we'd been. And he said he wrote, "Just did another hike through Haleakala on Maui, starting to feel a bit like Dilo hiking the same hike five times in a row." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd share that. Very nice. So, <laughs> Do you, that's it. That's your only response. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay, good. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Any other mailbag items? Uh, more of a, a mail plug bag. Okay. Um, what do you got, Max? Well, we have all the, unfortunately, the show will probably release after, but All the West is happening this weekend. Very good. The Triple Crown Ceremonies. Yeah, that's right. Our, our friend of the trail show, All Good, is the uh, grand poobah of that. So uh, good luck on that. And, and he sent us some stickers, by the way, some All the West stickers, which I have on the table here. Grab some before yes. you leave. Absolutely. I'll add to the collection back of the, the car. I also have, sorry to interrupt, I also have a poem. Should I share that now? Well, no, that's no, no, no that's, oh, that's, that's for later. later. Come on, okay, never mind. That, that's a little uh, dessert at the end of this. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. We gotta yeah. cl- we gotta clear the table, <laughs> move then, yeah, to the living room, dessert. Then have dessert. a little coffee, and then do the belt. Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> Whoa. Hey now. Hey. Keep it family friendly, Max. Please. Uh, we have Go a ahead. couple of um, CDTC benefits happening at the American Mountaineering Center in Golden. Mark Flagler, who did Appalachian Impressions, as well as a Continental Divide Trail documentary, mm-hmm. um, October 4th, if I remember correctly, will be doing a show in the films and help them benefit the CDTC. That's cool. right up the street in Golden there. A week later, Cam Honan, a.k.a. Swami, who yeah. did the fastest one-year Triple Crown, did some other amazing adventures doing 12 long hikes. Yeah. Uh, another slideshow helped benefit the CDTC, also the American Mountaineering Center in Golden. We'll be there. We're you know, going to catch that one. American Mountaineering Center is behind that little brewery, you know, that craft brewery known as Coors. Uh, it's also very close to Mountain Toad Brewing Company, That's who correct. has sponsored the Across the street. For, that's right. So... Heck with cores after the show. <laughs> go to Mountain Toad. And if that's full, go to Cannonball Creek. That's right. Just down yeah. the street. Just there. down the street. Another uh, previous beer sponsor. That's correct. That's right. And I don't know if this is a question or mailbag, but someone's asked if we've ever heard of or seen Naked and Afraid. Yeah, I don't uh, think we should talk about well, it. Well, the only reason episodes. why I mention that is one of the contestants in this coming season is from my hometown. And she said in, Coventry. in, in that wooded town of Coventry, she hunted and fished. I grew up there. It's super <laughs> suburban, if not old factories. The only thing she's going to hunt is rats in the old factories. <laughs> You're well, calling her out, Mag. And she did a duck face for her promo photo. Ever see that phenomenon? What? Google it. Duck duck face selfies to look sexy. Okay. Uh, like uh, I think I can. Yes. I think l- I know. Look it up. So I just had a laugh. She made her be this hunter fisherman type when Weird. she grew up in the suburbs of Coventry, which has a bunch of old f- chemical factories. Interesting. Hirsch Chemical. Anyone in Coventry knows what I'm talking about. Hey, I had two quick items I forgot to mention at the end of news. Um, Gordon Biggerstaff. 
Oh, yes. Uh, friend of the trail show. We've talked about him before. Congratulations to Gordon on his completing his Appalachian Trail and through hike. And he's on our Friends of the Trail show. Pox and, and Puss podcast. So go over to the Pox and Puss podcast. Their latest episode is an interview with Gordon Biggerstaff, and it's really, really good. And you know what they say. Once you go, go bigger, bigger staff, staff, you can't go littler staff. That's right. <laughs> okay, the other quick thing I wanted to mention is um, I'm gonna got a little show and tell here. This is a first for me. I actually, for the first time in my life, I successfully named a backpack. Um, this is the new backpack. Pod, will you pass that over towards Dilo? This is the new day pack from Gossamer Gear. It's called the Ruckus. Um, pass it over to Dilo. Come on, take a look, Dilo. This is good stuff. It is a bomber day pack. You can throw a lot in it. I'm talking about a 12 box of chicken. You can throw a couple thermoses of coffee. Um, really dur- pats, backcountry beverages. You can throw a lot of pats in there. Max? Good for the keg. I actually have one, and I have to say. Oh, it, you've been using it? I used it in its house in the sand dunes. Oh, very good. And nice. it is a great pack. I, it's great not just for day hikes, but it was great for around town. We could. Keep a warm jacket, and we could grab the uh, the wine bottle we got from the wine sampling. So <laughs> it does it all: day hikes and carrying wine bottles. Oh, very cool! Yeah, so like two months ago, Gossamer Gear kind of had a naming contest, and uh, I'm a big uh, Wu Tang fan, as some of you may know. And um, bring the ruckus, bring the ruckus off Enter the Thirty Six Chambers album, their debut album, first song on the album, Bring the Ruckus. And I thought, what better name for a rucksack? Or a day pack that just call it the ruckus. It makes a great travel pack. Oh, God, yeah. And, and it's got a lot of cubic volume. But I'm going to see if Gossamer Gear wants to do a little pack giveaway next month. Cool. So we may have a contest, folks. So stay tuned. Stay and you tuned. may be able to win a ruckus day pack from Gossamer Gear. Okay. Right. Donations Yes, this we've month? got the uh, every month donors. Diane Pinkers. Tim Harrell. The Bobby Walters. Hey, now. Elizabeth Giganti, Matt Murray, Bernard Wolf, Russ Kinder, Craig Gully, and Justin Quality Knowles. Oh, thank you guys. Every Those month. Are, every month. They're clockwork. repeat offenders, That's as right. some would say. One offs. We've got Terry Norton, Joanna Swanson. Terry Norton, big ups. Yep. Woo. Doug Coe and Doug Co. Pale Spruce Bikepacking. Thank you, Pale Spruce. And yes. as we're recording the show at 9 15 tonight. We got a donation <gasps> from, from? Ke- Kevin DeVries. Thank you, Kevin. That's right. And also our beer sponsor, Hot Valley Brewing Company out of Bend, Oregon. Compliments of Speed Stick. And? Sponsored athlete. And a thank you to David Longley, who sent us the Wolf Hills Brewing from Abington, Virginia. And real quick, it was the, the White Blaze Honey Cream Ale. Um, I did get a little spiel off their website. I know this beer is popular on the AT. Um, and they just mentioned... You know, they give a little spiel about the beer and the AT, and they just say it's an, a, a similar, here you go, a similar original American tradition is the cream ale, a clean, dry ale designed as an alternative to mass-produced lagas. Keep on the path of full-flavored craft beer. Our honey cream ale incorporates nearly four pounds per barrel of pure Appalachian honey rather than adjuncts like corn or rice. The result is a light, crisp, slightly sweet, Session beer, evenly balanced between smooth malt, a hint of floral hops, and honey sweetness. Thank you, David, for sending the White Blaze Honey Cream Ale. It's quite tasty. We appreciate it. Okay. Well, that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So where are we, ladies we and gentlemen? We are to Mag's Media We're going to talk about the film Damnation. 
The yeah. motion picture, if you will? I would call a Cadillac Desert the motion picture. <laughs> now, Dilo, you said you yes. didn't see the film, but you know the film because you read Cadillac Desert. No, actually, I said I did see the film, but oh. you haven't seen the film, but you would probably know it if you've read Cadillac Desert. Okay. Yeah. It, it was very good. It's done by um, the producers, Yvonne Chouinard, founder oh. of Patagonia. Oh, Patagonia. Yes. Good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. What? I, actually, I thought it was pretty good because there was some newer material not covered in Cadillac Desert since yeah. it was published and. 1986 update, early 90s. Okay. Um, it's a little more optimistic at the end than Cadillac. They're actually taking down dams now. Right. Versus at the time Cadillac Desert was written. Sure. So there is some improvement, but you just realize how many dams there are. Most of them, quite frankly, useless. It's more so in the American West. Hmm. On the East Coast, the Pacific Northwest, they do seem to provide a little more power and, and such. But in the North... And West, where we live here, it's more evaporation tanks, more than anything. So, so is it still currently yeah. just screening? Like, you went and saw a screening in Boulder at the... Uh, you can get it online. Okay. That's how I did it. It was $6. Yeah, $6. Oh, we should What, do on iTunes or Amazon or Vimeo. Hulu? Vimeo, yeah. Oh, on yeah, Vimeo. Just go to the damnation.com website. I think that's what it is. And okay. And you can... Watch it there once you pay the six bucks to Vimeo. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can have a date night when you get back. I like it. Yeah. Is it an hour, two hours? What are we talking? Hour and a half from a crowd. Okay. About that. Yeah. I'd, I'd throw down six bucks. To... You know, you get three days to watch it. I watched I'll make it over some the popcorn. Of two nights. Yeah. What, one thing that was we different. We can make some Pat's Backcountry beer. Yeah. I was going to say the one thing that was different from Cadillac Desert, because this is post 9 11, mm-hmm. they're doing a, um, a kayak trip on a river dammed. That supposedly is open to recreational paddlers. So they're, you know, kayaking along. And the sheriffs say, you know, you could get in trouble for terrorism. Oh, dear. <laughs> Remember that part? Yeah. And so the sheriffs are along the side of the river trying to essentially pull them off. I mean, I think the sheriff was trying to be nice, but still, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you could be, this is illegal. And it says right in the brochure, this is open to recreational paddlers. Wow. So that's not so much the damning as much as the post 9-11 paranoia? I think, yeah, I think okay. if you haven't read Cadillac Desert, if you haven't watched any movies or documentaries about the damming of rivers and the BLM and the Army Corps of Engineers, um, that this is a great introduction to the subject, and it's very entertaining, and it will kind of open your eyes yeah. to what's going on with you know, dams in the West and water yeah. and pandering to agriculture and industry and just how there's actually kind of a trend now to um, pander towards tourism and how the, the previous pandering towards agriculture and industry is getting in the way of that. And tourism is actually a little bit more lucrative. viable tourism and lucrative recreation, nowadays, you sure. Know? You yeah. know, because people of all political stripes, doesn't matter, hey, I can't go fishing like I used to. I can't go hunting as much. Mm-hmm. All the fish are gone. Yeah. And, and people want to go salmon fishing in the Northwest. And by destroying the salmon runs and putting in dams, you've destroyed that tourism. And, it you know, people are kind of losing their interest in floating around on a, a still piece of flat water in their houseboats and would rather yeah. actually catch some salmon. Hmm. Okay. So, and, you know, considering Cadillac Desert is, what, 700-plus pages? It's a is, bigger is time. that of, long? Oh, it's just behind It's like you. an overnight book for you, Max. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so an hour and a half of your time and six bucks versus a uh, great book, but it's a little more time. I heard it's really a really, really good book. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, okay. I think I might read it. Maybe I'll read it first. So we'll watch the movie next year. <laughs> All right, we've got to read the book first is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, just don't make me do that with Wild um, by Cheryl Strait. Dilo, uh, where are you dude, at on I've the book, I've got like five pages left. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> five you're, pages left. You're yeah. almost there. It's fantastic. I just can't wait to get home tonight and read like 
Another sentence. The fourth to last page. Yeah. Dilo. Ask a hiker? It is. It's right. time, man. I have... Uh, how, how are my levels? Good. You sound good to me. Yeah? Okay. Do you sound a little odd to uh, No, you? I just... All right, here we go. Okay. I have in front of me the longest Ask a Hiker question... Ever sent to us? Ever. Okay. So we're just going to do one Ask a Hiker question tonight. Okay. And I apologize, Melissa Spencer, but I have edited your wonderful Ooh. letter for brevity. <laughs> I always almost say it's D- D-Lo like rant. It is. It oh, is. this that's letter. Why, okay. That's why I think I'm like so excited to read this tonight. <laughs> so without further ado, here we go. Hi, D-Lo. I want to share my experiences on the PCT this summer. First, I have hiked quite a few long trails, including the PCT. Every year, I find myself somewhere on the PCT and run into current year hikers. I also work at REI in a trail town, so I get to see them there. For the most part, they have always been sweet and respectful. This year, at first, I thought it was just a case that there were so many more hikers out there, so naturally, the number of D-bags would be higher. But now I can honestly say I believe that the case that this year's hikers either don't care or more likely are uneducated about trail etiquette. The year I hiked the PCT in 2006, many of the people I had hiked around had hiked other long trails and were particularly particular about leaving no trace in the woods and town courtesy while in the city. But a new norm is being hiked this year, and there are a lot of things that have become acceptable. Here are some of the things that I noticed through hikers doing in the presence of other hikers, and none of their peers spoke up. Ooh, here we go. Here they are. Complaining about insufficient signage and writing with Sharpies on trail signs and trees. Complaining about the lack of water caches. Taking and completely depleting toilet paper from hiker-friendly restaurants. Arguing prices with the owner of a resort for showers, a non-essential service. Walking around barefoot with nasty hiker feet funk inside a convenience store. I saw multiple hikers with sneakers attached to their packs blaring music. I'm sorry, not sneakers, but speakers. Not cleaning up after themselves. Others don't do it for them either. Dumping pasta water on the ground next to a water source, no less. I heard a story of someone leaving a bag of garbage in the woods with a sign explaining that they were a through hiker and requesting that a day hiker carry it out because they were special. This Ooh. one got talked to, I think. Switch back cutting and walking outside the trail if it is muddy. Burning fires in places with burn bans. Demanding free items at a coffee shop because they were through hikers. Come on. Being completely rude at REI and attempting to return stuff they didn't even buy there. That's standard, isn't it, at REI? Hey, man, come on now. (laughs) In addition, I saw things that had to be through hikers doing, but I can't prove it. Leaving snicker wrappers in fire pits because nobody but through hikers eat snickers. (laughs) Inspirational notes duct taped to trails. Cat holes next to springs and barely buried. Cut pieces oh. of Z-Rest sleeping bags strung out alongside a road walk. My God, the horror. Maybe there should be an etiquette class at the KOP. Maybe there should be a quiz you have to take before getting your permit. I hope things change. I, for one, will probably be avoiding the PCT during thru-hiker season. Thanks for reading. I love the podcast. Tree Hugger. Wow, that was yeah. a heck of a letter. Well, I, I did I did my best to cut some, to Stop edit off. it for bre- brevity. Well, that was the edited version. Yeah, that was well, the edited version. The, the a, non-edited version was probably like, you know, 10 seconds longer. It's like war and peace. I think yeah. the most disturbing part for me is the inspirational notes. Really? I, I was kind of like, inspirational notes. Why? What's hmm. so bad about an inspirational note? Because she wants note? to be miserable. No, 
I'm not miserable. <laughs> I'm happy on trail. I just you don't need extra I don't know. inspiration. Yeah. You can do it, class of 2014. There's only 500 miles left. F*** you, my feet are bloody. (laughs) I don't care. Now I have to do more editing. Um, No, I don't feel like Well, I don't know. Actually, all right, let's discuss. Let's discuss. Can we take each of her items point by point, or at least a couple of them? Let's take a couple of them. That's a bonus show. (laughs) That's a good point. Let's 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 take three. Two or three. Okay, um... Here, here's a good one. Because I, I, I think it's really important that to know that you are a visitor. And when you are, you know, soliciting services in a town, you are a visitor. And the people that are selling those services to you, advertising those services, you providing them to you, they live there. I, right? I, and yeah. I actually think that you could break down every single point in that note. Yeah. To that point. To that, that you're right a visitor there. In you're town, a visitor. Yeah. And you're a visitor in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And I will just add, just because you're a through hiker, you're nothing special. You're no. on an extended walking vacation. Good it's, for you. It's yeah. true. I mean, you, you might even be there because you, like, got some funds in Kickstarter or something. <laughs> oh, you know? oh <laughs> so yeah, that boy. Whatever. Yeah. You could be nothing. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's just you, you need to be considerate. And why aren't people considerate? Because you know what? It's like what Mag's grandma said. <laughs> It's nice to be nice. Right. And these things she described, that's not being nice. No, it's not being nice. But, and, I, and I think people are probably a little bit afraid to speak up about it. And there's probably peer pressure. Sure. You know, like, oh, F-U-R-E-I ambassador writing that in a trail, uh, in a journal on the trail. It's like, yeah. it's just completely rude and mean and uncalled for. Um, but that, that's, that's anonymous. And you can get away with that because the next you walk away from that trail journal and nobody... Nobody knows who wrote that, so that doesn't. That's that's easy to get away with. But a lot of these things, it's almost like people need to step up and just look yeah. out for other people. You well, know? And, I, and I think that, that it comes with being an adult that in, inherently we don't like confrontation, and with the exception of people like me, nobody wants to tell other people what to do. I love telling people what to do. You know, that's why I became a teacher. <laughs> Uh, no, but, but say it again, Peter. But I think that we've all seen that even within our work. You know, there's some, there's an issue that needs to be addressed, and nobody wants to address it. Nobody wants to go to the other person and say, "Hey, look, douchebag, you know, you're doing this, and it's not cool." Like the rest well, of us are. Here, here's an example of that from my life today. I was emptying the dishwasher yet again at work and loading it yet again, and somebody said to me, "You know, I'm really upset to see you doing this again because I see other people in here in the kitchen." Using it, using the kitchen, but nobody ever empties the dishwasher or loads it. So it's it's the same idea. But it's the, like you have to take it. Well, and the thing is, that up, person you know? should say to those other people, "Yeah, hey, why don't you put your dishes?" Because that's the thing is that and I keep saying to that person that they should, you know, we right. should we should kind of have a system in place to do this. Everybody has their day to do this, and this person is actually in a position of authority where I work to do this. Right, Anyways, you right. have a, but you have a dishwasher at work. Yeah, yeah, like a dishwashing machine, yeah. Is that normal? Yeah. Does everyone have a dishwasher at work, P.O.D.? No. Like not a, Max, per, not a person. My old job, yes. Yeah. New, your new job? No. Dilo, I think that you're in a very odd situation, man. No, well, everywhere no, that no. I've ever but worked, the point, yeah. the point is, is, is that people need to step up yeah. because it can't come from one person. Right. Well, sure it can. It can come from Dilo, and it should, Well, frankly. actually, there's, there's a little bit of um, there's a philosophy that I have, and that kind of goes right back to what you just said. Okay. It's like if you, uh, and you're going to have to bleep this out. Okay. But if you, <laughs> a lot if of you, editing tonight, if man. You, if you give a sh- too much, you just get on. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. a good that's point. That's exactly true. So, yeah. Mags. 
you know, people need to use Facebook one hour or less a month. That's what's going that's, on. That's the problem, D-Lo. Spend that time in the it's kitchen putting away the dishes. It's the Keep f- your stinky shoes on when you're in town at Check the store. Check in your Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, man. So, uh, but here's the point. Does there need to be an etiquette class at the KOP? Wouldn't help. It wouldn't help, but it can't hurt. It, it's called the term preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it can't hurt. You know, because, you know what? At the kickoff, they have these... These signs in every single bathroom, in the stalls. So when you're sitting there taking a dump, it says these. This is the trail etiquette, and there mm-hmm. are like six or seven it's points true. listed. Mm-hmm. And that's at the kickoff, and it's on every door. It's in the bathroom. It's everywhere. But mm-hmm. but maybe there actually needs to be like a thirty minute workshop on do's and don'ts of being a Pacific Crest Trail through hiker. The fact that you have to give a etiquette workshop to someone who's post high school. I agree. Yeah. It sounds absurd, but or th- it doesn't matter. But, but dude, I work with people, adults that can't put their freaking dirty dishes in that, a dishwasher. That's, what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Whether they're you know? 20, 30, I, 40, or 50. Yeah. Jerkwads going to be jerkwads. I, I think <laughs> it goes I think it goes beyond just trail etiquette. I think it's just in all walks of life. People True. if people don't have accountability, yeah. they're not going to be accountable and they're like just going to Sometimes people just stand around and watch yeah. everyone else do the work. Yeah. You know, set up, break things down, they just hmm. leave early. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Scott, what do you what do you think of all this here and as an outside observer here? <laughs> I didn't help you guys set up all these mics. No, 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 no. Scott, I don't, guilty, I, don't, man. I don't plan that to help them break them that down. That wasn't pointed at you, my friend. <laughs> I'm just messing You're with you. You've been, you've been working in the kitchen making us dishes. Yeah, seriously, I've been I've been doing your dishes too, Max. <laughs> yeah, come on, Max. Why? Why? My, my wife thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> no, geez, and, and we do have to thank Scott. He made us uh, a lot of great beverages from Fantastic. from Pat's tonight. Um, well, I didn't even get to ask you. What did you think? Oh, oh fantastic. I, I, fantastic. And, and frankly, I'd be tempted to take the beer and the ginger ale. And I haven't even tried the other non-alcoholic stuff, and I can't wait to, actually. But and Plus, I, I'm actually interested in just having... Oh, D'Lo, here we go. He spilled <laughs> beer once again. Uh, on the Ikea furniture. D'Lo just spilled beer on Mags' carpet for the second time in a row. And second show in a row. D-Lo, please. Do you know how many hours I had to spend that hellhole called Ikea to get that chair? Uh, I'm telling you. No respect. I get no respect. But no, I, I really enjoyed the beverages, and yeah. the ginger ale was just delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love I think that. I, I think I actually like the, the, the black IPA better than the, the pale L. It's, it's very unique. I, I don't know... I don't know if I can put my finger on it, I, but the ginger ale was a home run. I, I'm really interested in trying the root beer. So here's my thing: mm. we're we're having you know the uh, a concentrated beer made yeah. out of tap water here while we're actually drinking some delicious Hop Valley and everything. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know these are big shoes to fill. We're sure. we're we're going up against some really really good award winning beers, right? And the fact that we can even hold our own weight. A whole, yeah. it, it's, it says something. Sure. And, you know, this is designed for something very specific, but at the same time, look what we're doing. And POD and I plan on having a few in the backcountry this That's weekend. Right. Anything nice. else about Pat's, uh, about the company, about anything else you want to cover before we, we start to wrap things up? Absolutely. You asked me earlier um, how much each packet weighs. Yeah. And so I was just overwhelmed with information but each packet <laughs> is uh is 2.1 ounces or oh, 60 man. grams that's nothing so you're yeah it's literally 90 percent less weight 
less space than a 12-ounce can of beer. And we're talking about we make a 16-ounce beer. Yeah. So you're really seeing the benefits. Plus, think about the trash, the pack out. Sure. Exactly. I mean, these through hikers leaving trash behind, you don't need to do it with our product. You That's just right. throw in just your backpack. Just eat. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, in, in the fact that you can use the carbonator as your water bottle, as your 20-ounce water yeah. bottle. I mean, and when yeah. you're done, you just stick, stick that empty goo packet in a hole in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. With, or your, with your pants. Please. If you're having altitude sickness yeah. in the Sierra, make some ginger ale. Yeah. 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 And if you yeah. have too much Pat's backcountry, you can do what Dilo says. Put your pants in a hole in a tree. The next <laughs> yeah, <set. perfectly>. Or <laughs> spill a beer on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> on Max's carpet. So what else? What else about Pat's should we cover? Well, the bottle, um, since, since we're talking about weight, the bottle weighs in at 9.8 ounces or 278 grams. Okay. Um, but there's, you know, this bottle is, it's BPA-free. It's, uh, you know, pressure tested. Um, you know, when you're making a beer and carbonating, you're using about 75 to 100 PSI. Okay. Um, so you can actually see the bottom of the bottle is actually rounded to handle oh, yeah. pressure. So this isn't your typical Nalgene. Um, right. And also this, uh, the bottom unscrews to be coffee a share cup. cup. Oh, yeah. coffee cup or, cup or share cup. A yeah. share what is that yeah. concept of sharing? P.O.D., come on. So Scott, nine a ounces? cup. For the bottle? Share cup. Nine ounces for the bottle? 9.6 ounces, you said? No, no, no. The 16. bottle is 20 ounces. 20. The bottle weighs... What no, is, no. How much oh, does the bottle how weigh? How much does it weigh? Let me... It is uh, 9.8 ounces. Now, how can we make it... 278 grams. How, how can you make it weigh half that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, still maintain its strength. Now, question... <laughs> back to the drawing board. What's okay. The, uh, <laughs> okay. What's the, uh, the, the capacity of the share cup? Good question. Looks, uh, it looks, looks to like me about four ounces. I, 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 I told you, I never used that part of it. Well, we can <laughs> test this out because I'm pretty sure if we go out in the backcountry, I will have the share cup and Disco will have the main. <laughs> the big cup? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Come on. Why would you say that about me? It's probably uh, four ounces or five ounces, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I like it. Very good. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks yeah. for being on. Thanks for having me. And, and the website again is Pat's. Pat's bcb.com that stands okay. for pat's backcountry beverages and uh thing everybody needs to know is go to our site to order any of your brew concentrates there because we're our partners our liquor retailer partners will redirect uh to different sites we use liquorama.net and applejack.com applejack okay. here in denver actually oh, cool. ships to a lot of states as well oh, cool. and liquorama will ship to the other ones oh. so it, you'll be redirected from our site to those uh, liquor vendors. Very good. And, and for folks that want the colas, they can actually go to REI. REI. Yeah, we're available at 27 REIs, uh, a whole bunch of other uh, mom-and-pop uh, okay. outdoor retailers. Uh, and then we're going to be doing a, an event at Confluence Kayaks down in Denver oh, on yeah. the 18th of uh, October. Okay. And so we'll be mixing up some brews there. So oh, come on good. by and give it a try. We'll have to post it on our Facebook page. Just out of curiosity, are you guys going to be at Great American Brewfest? You know, we're not this year. We'll probably be walking around. Okay. Um, but we didn't, since we're, we're really bootstrapping it right now. Sure. And Understood. so there's only so many events that we can afford to be at. Gotcha. Um, and we figured, you know, being at OR, uh, yeah. it's, it's really expensive for us to do. But at the same time, we're getting in front of our, our main audience. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But we're also finding one of the very interesting things that we're finding are a lot of our, our, 
our hikers, our backpackers out there are cooking with our brew concentrates. Really? Yeah, I just got um, an email about uh, Pale Rail Pancakes. What? Um, and then Come using on. yep using the black hops as a steak marinade. Ooh. Um, so we, we we're seeing some other huh. uses out there that are, that can be really fun that uh, okay. we didn't really intend for at the beginning. But when you think about it, this is all this is a beer without the water. Right. And yeah. any beer that we're drinking is essentially ninety percent water. And often when you use beer in cooking, you boil you things boil first to reduce the sauce. Yeah, but that's extremely energy intensive, and yeah. you're mm-hmm. essentially wasting, you're boiling off a lot of the delicate flavors yeah. as well. Nice. Well, wow. Scott, we hope to have you back on a future trail show. You know, maybe when those next uh, set of Pat's brews come out, we can, we can sample some, try some on air. And uh, yeah, everybody go check out the website and... Give it a test. This is good stuff. I've been very impressed with it tonight. Yeah, me too. D'Lo, are you ready to uh, try a uh, straight uh, packet? Just not a whole thing, but <laughs> give it a little try. I'm uh, sure the uh, audience wants to hear this. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah D'Lo looks, he looks like he's about to have a tooth Why extracted. Sure. <laughs> so this is, oh, here this we go, is, people. Uh, do you have a little build-up music? Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> this is very similar to how my son... Um, Partakes in like uh, pouches of fruit concentrate. Okay, so, all right, D-Lo. Uh, just just tear the yep. just tear it. Right? Yeah, just tear the top off. And then what do I do? <laughs> put it put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth and, and, <laughs> and squeeze and Suck squeeze. <laughs> and D-Lo, he's put it in his mouth. How's it gonna taste? You tell us. He's tasting. Oh. <laughs> oh, it looks like he just took a shot of Jim Beam. It's worse. It's like taking a shot of wild turkey and some. No, it's not. It's not like it's just. There's no. Dilo, try a little more of that. It's just not flavorful. Dilo's it's second just taste sour. of the goo pack. I must try this now. Okay, now. I mean, it's got a lot of. Uh, it's got some kick. I mean, I can feel like the alcohol <laughs> going down. We're Ma- getting straight to the point here. Max Hold wants on. to more, taste. One more. Okay, one more. <laughs> It's like Kava, man. He, he can't. Somebody, somebody take a picture of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that looks like a bad tequila face. Yeah, that was a bad tequila face. And I don't have a bad tequila face. I can drink liquor. Oh, man. You got to pass that over to Mags because... Uh, I'm... <laughs> I needed to get my flash. Hold on. Do it again. Oh. Do it again? Okay. okay. An- another timpani. Oh, my timpani. God. The timpanis. <laughs> Tilo, you look like you're in a bad... <laughs> there we go. There's the keeper. Ooh, that's bitter beer face is what I just saw. Mags. He finished half the packet. Okay, no, now I now the goo pack is heading over to Mags. He's going to taste it. We'll give him a little tip. Mags. Oh, oh. Whoa. Whoa, Mags. Go, go easy. It's not bad. Oh. <laughs> He's trying to show up, d it tastes, it tastes a lot better when it's carbonated and diluted. But you've seen me at the campfire with the whiskey. Yeah, it's true. I've seen this guy drink a, you know, just a ridiculous amount. Of, of whiskey. Let's not spill um, that on the carpet. Yeah, let's don't spill on <laughs> the carpet. I have a poem. Wait, okay, we have but, a poem but before your poem, review. a poem and a gear review. A poem. I, I too. Well, let's do the poem first, then we'll do the poem. gear review. Does that work? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, here's my poem. It's called The Brew Hike. Do you want some music? Do we have a listener sure. who submitted it? Yes. By the glass or by the pail, hoisting cups full of ale, thick, delicious stouts rolling round in our mouths. Colches, half of ice in two. I'll stay a while and drink with you. Bourbon barrels, mugs full of love, enchanted by the things it does. Imperial IPAs by the keg this whole day. Line up, friends, we'll not go home. Not until the taps are blown. 
Wow. Ooh, wow. Who is that from? That is from Frito Roll Tide Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> Frito Roll Tide Garcia. Wait a minute. Um, I, I'm, I'm not clear on this. Is Frito Roll Tide Garcia a real person? Yes. yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Now, who, he's your brother? That's correct. Okay. And he lives in Michigan? That's correct. Okay. Thank you. The other side of the men. He has a yogurt franchise. Yeah, and he really wrote that. He, he sent did. us the wow. beer from Chelsea Alehouse. Yeah, yeah, he writes a yeah. lot of poetry. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yep, that's really nice. You and him should have like a poetry off at some point because you've well, really poetry do have slam. That. <laughs> yeah, they have <laughs> poetry, poetry slam. Yeah. There's only one segment left tonight, and we have to have a little music because Mags is into techno, as you guys know. Let's rock out. Yeah. All right, gear reviews, Mags. What do you have tonight? A towel. <laughs> Wait a minute. What kind of towel is a it? What? what kind of towel? Like the well, ultralight? Hey, well, I'm going to camp towel. I want to quote from a, a classic piece of literature, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you should always carry a towel, according to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because it is about the most massively useful thing interstellar hitchhiker can have. A towel. A towel. Like regular size. Are we talking microfiber, cotton? I guess you're a backpacker. You could carry the microfiber, but... How much does it weigh? Well, it has great practical value. I'm paraphrasing here. You can wrap it around you for warmth as you bound across the cold moons. You can lie on it. So that's pretty useful, I would say. You can uh, sleep under it. Yeah. Yeah. You can wear it in the laundromat and not have to be naked while you're doing your trail clothes. Exactly. You can use it like as a loincloth, yeah. basically, or a, t- a makeshift toga. You can wet it for use to hand to hand combat. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All the geeks out there know what I'm talking about. Um, you can wrap around your head to ward off noxious fumes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. They always say if you're caught in the fire, you put a wet towel on your face. That's right. Filter. You can wave your towel in emergencies. Okay. Yeah. You can, in a, as a distress thing. <laughs> and you can burn you, it. You can light it on fire. With your propane torch. And if it's still clean enough, you can use it to dry off with. So there we go. But a towel. How, but but how much does it weigh? Depends which kind you buy. This music is, it turns into porn music really fast. There it is. Mag's gear reviews. A towel. A, a checker's towel. guide to the galaxy. Hey, oh, man. don't forget your towel. That's what I was trying to do earlier, but my, <laughs> my voice was breaking up. Don't forget your towel. Microfiber. Oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. Cotton. All right. Egyptian this is thread count. Silk. Silk. This is the part of the show where we end the show. Synthetic materials. <laughs> we want to say thank you to Scott Kinsey for being on the show tonight from Pat's Backcountry Beverages. Thank hey, you, thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Woo! Appreciate it. And remember to go to um, Pat's BCB on Facebook, Pat's Backcountry Beverages on Facebook. Like us, and then uh, yeah, email us to get our discount going huge, for listening to the Trail Show. Huge, huge discounts for Tens Trail Show top. listeners. Exactly. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. <laughs> Thanks to all our monthly PayPal donors. We really appreciate that. Keep those iTunes reviews coming. You can always find us at www.thetrailshow.com. Twitter.com slash trail show, Facebook.com slash the trail show, Instagram.com slash the trail show, Cafe Press.com slash the trail show, on Stitcher Radio, and of course on iTunes. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Lawton G. Mags is at P Mags Co. DLO is at D L O W. POD is at Felicia Darkness. Pat's Backcountry Beverages is at Pat's BCB. 
We'll be back in October for our first ever show in our Denver studios. Ooh. Ooh. We'll also be recording another bonus show in October, the Red Tent Show. Anything, P.O.D.? Just stay tuned. Okay. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Mags, D'Lo, and Scott, I'm Disco. Ciao. Microfiber towels will keep me dry in the wetness. 42, 42, 42. Microfiber <laughs> towels will weigh less than your Egyptian cotton. Black Egyptian IPA, cotton black IPA. Far too much thread count. Much too high. Life, thread count. the universe, and everything. Let's go to the hop. <laughs> oh man. Dila, you got to clean that beer up from the floor. <laughs> Let's go to the hop. And she looks at him with disgust. <laughs> <and> says, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs>